We're back. Bless their hearts. One of them's. One of them's. We're back. I need some donuts right now. Why didn't you want to be on my podcast? Is that written in scribble? Hey, everybody talking to your microphones. Sorry, yeah, Hello. we're talking. It's in Corinne. <laughs> Corinne, okay. Okay, I think we're Test, going. Tests. We're back. We are back. Those are oh. nice. Those look nice. Was that the real deal? I guess. I don't, I don't know. know. Okay. We might have a little we'll bit see. of a hiccup here at the beginning that needs... Uh, Expectations are low. Oh. <laughs> Low. Somebody hits play on this shit. They're just hoping they hear something. (laughs) 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 Uh, Right, Dolly? Man, that is a fluffy dog. Dolly's here. We got Dolly (laughs) in the house. Dolly barked in everybody. (laughs) Celebrity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you are. All right. Yeah. And now shut up. Now she's not. (laughs) (laughs) In addition... We got uh, we got Justin. We got Justin P. Johnson. P. The man, the myth, the legend. Uh, just go. Why don't you go ahead and P. tell him my social security number? Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and Zach. My we got Zach. Six nine six, six nine six nine six nine six nine four twenty. <laughs> There's a six nine in there. Is there really? Yeah. Hell yeah. Huh? Yeah. What are the other ones? Is uh starts with uh. <laughs> Can we get Justin to give us his social security number by the we're end not, of the We're not going to give out his address or phone number or anything, but we want that social. I want that. We get all the numbers. All of my passwords are the same thing. Ooh. We need we need your social so you can get paid for this podcast. <laughs> we're going to give you uh we're going to give you uh host status. kind of money. Hey, Zach's here too. That's weird. I find that hard I'm to believe here. though because. Like I had to help you guys set up and everything. That just doesn't seem like the type of interaction where I'm going to get paid on the back end. No, man. If you want to be in on the ground level, you have. <laughs> on. There's some work involved. You either got to be setup crew or. Also, nobody asked you to help. Yeah. You just did it. And I don't. Nice I think guy. it was like the first time I was here. I requested a charcuterie board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was and upset with our breakfast selection. Just, of whatever it was that day. There was. There was. Was none. it donuts? Oh, uh, it was donuts. Yeah, there right. wasn't nothing. Yeah, but <laughs> whatever still. it was, he was barefoot and eating some of grapefruit or something. <laughs> and a grapefruit. <laughs> yeah. Well, all I can say is since then, uh, the standard has gotten worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. We kind of expect guests to show it's, up. It's late at night. Want, you know? It's not breakfast time. So. I'm right. kidding. I mean, I brought, I brought snacks with me this time. Yeah, you did. Ooh. Where are they? I brought you this half-drunk uh, uh, no, armor. No, drinks are not snacks. I had a, a late one. There's a difference. Well, <laughs> they are when... I mean, I appreciate the water. Don't get me wrong. That's pH, that's pH water, but pH water. Yeah. Balanced. You know, I, I don't know... That's overpriced uh, faucet water. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Do I want the, the... This is pH 9 plus. Like, do I want positively charged water? Do I want negatively charged water? Do I, I will say this. Nothing? I will say this. So There's a scale. I'll drink any water for the mm-hmm. most part. Like, I'm not. I know faucet water isn't good for you. I mean, we've discussed this before, mm-hmm. um, especially in Lawrence County. Today. Southern Poison. Lawrence County. I Poison. saw today is under a boil order. Mm. The whole county. Yeah, the whole all of anybody <laughs> that that's serviced by South guess Lawrence. Yeah. Guess who didn't do that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this yeah. guy. <laughs> well, you're, are you North Lawrence or South Lawrence? I I'm North Lawrence. North. Oh, you're fine then. Yeah, but so like. 
typical bottled water for some reason. I get like acid reflux sometimes. Yeah. And uh, I do feel better once I chug some pH positively pH. Spring water or okay. filtered? Filtered, like Dasani or like the filtered Aquafina. water gets me. Now the spring water, it doesn't hurt me as bad. Yeah. But I have had better luck I'll still that. drink it. I just buy that stuff because it. Cause I've read up a little bit on like having who drinks yeah. water, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Like increasing like the alka- alkaline intake and stuff. I mean, I feel better when I pay attention to to that. So why not? If I'm gonna buy a bottle of water, I'll just buy that. So. That real king spring water. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Spring, mm. spring. Or what was it you had? Hab, hab water. <laughs> or oh yeah, we had Habiger water. Habiger water. <laughs> Really? Uh, yeah. Rebranded Real King Water. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Like I, some of the bottles, the water looked like it was kind of yellowish from the the bottle decomposing. Gross. Yeah. No, those are it. just minerals, bud. Yeah. Are the minerals? Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's healthy. Everything's it's good minerals. for you. <laughs> yeah, it comes from the spring down 37. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen that. It's called the spillway. Let me get that white <laughs> river water. Mm. We're going to rebrand the bottle. <laughs> what do they give you? You were discussing... Uh, uh, plain stuff earlier. Like, what do you get in first class? What kind of water is that? I don't know because the first class tickets. Uh, the <laughs> so the first time I went over to Thailand back in October, um, I was like, you know, I I saved up some money. Let I'm, let me go see if I can upgrade or let let me see how much it costs. And uh, United, they'll still upgrade you at the gate. Um, Delta won't do that anymore. Like what you get, like that's what you're stuck with unless you do it beforehand. Mm-hmm. At least with international flights, I don't know about anything else, but mm-hmm. uh, it, yeah, it's twenty five hundred bucks to upgrade mm-hmm. to first class. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, how much? Twenty five hundred. Oh, I was looking at first class tickets to go to South Carolina. Yeah, that were just over a grand, like anywhere from a grand to twelve hundred bucks for just one to South Carolina. Yeah, for one person round trip. Yeah, so I, I, I think did, like first class tickets. I ended up not doing that internationally. You're looking at like. Between five and ten grand. Why don't you calm down? How about that? (laughs) Someone settle that dog down. But if you're like, if you're on a plane for like fourteen hours, I guess it just depends on how much you value comfort. But oh yeah, it like (laughs) a lot. The first class seats are different on an international flight versus like an in-country flight. Oh, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, like. You you don't you don't sit next to anybody you don't share like elbow room you have like mm-hmm. this little cubicle mm-hmm. and you can sit or you can recline and you can recline all the way out and like lay down you have this you have this little desk that comes out so you have like a working area to yeah. to do stuff it comes with the Wi Fi like um you don't have to purchase the Wi Fi you know well, what's the bathroom situation. In first class, I don't know. They got I, a separate I, bathroom. Do you piss with the peasants? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I, I've never walked into the the bathrooms up there. I would assume that they're the same, but I don't. I, that'd be a big assumption on my part. Because that would be an amenity that I'm interested in. Like, you wouldn't it, get on a plane if they. Handed I got. You I got on the one plane. You're gonna get on one plane. You're gonna get on a plane, plane to come visit me, aren't you? No, I'm gonna wait till you come back and visit me. Oh, okay. Uh, that's kind of, are you kidding me? That's, that's garbage. <laughs> Well, that's just how it is. <laughs> <laughs> what if I come back and get you when you fly back together? I mean, if so by get me, you mean knock me unconscious and put me on a plane. Maybe. And give what me something you, to pee what, in. What, so what, what's your concerns? 
I hate them. Okay. Fair enough. They're a lot like horses. I just, I hate them. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you like every time. I'm just like, you know. I feel like I'm of, really close to death every time I get on an airplane. Well, you're closer well, you than you are than when, you, <laughs> yeah, than when you're standing on the ground <laughs> doing nothing. Yeah. You're in your house. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Kind of. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, who knows what tomorrow holds? You know? Right, right. But I but feel, it, it I feel I'm uncomfortable risk. the whole time. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking packed in like a sardine mm-hmm. next to a bunch of people that smell bad and I don't know them. And like I'm getting, I'm well, about to hyperventilate. Well, that's why right you now. get first class. Yeah, I was well, say. sure, but I can't afford that. So. <laughs> but I'll, yeah, I mean, uh, also you can just keep packing that chew. You'll don't have to worry about it. Yeah, just fair enough. <laughs> you can want, die here. You have to hide that though, because uh, uh, any like most international uh, yeah. companies, they don't like Delta. No, no tobacco. And it specifies chewing tobacco. What? Yeah. United. What do they do if they catch you? Huh? Oh, spit it out. Or yeah, they I, just, out I just had a water bottle that was full and unopened when I got on the plane. And then I drank it real fast and then peed, of course. Yeah. Uh, and then just used <laughs> it. And then I threw it in the trash can when I got off. Yeah. Like the che- one time. Chewing mm-hmm. is like still. I When I'm over there, um, yeah, I can't get it. So right. it, it like the vice goes away. But I still take a couple cans with me, um, m- mainly for the flight. Because it's just I'm, I'm not mature enough to occupy my time. Right. Like better. How long is that flight? Uh, so on average, just depends on if, whether you fly to Japan or Korea. Um, it's like fourteen hours. That's so long. <laughs> fourteen. Just put me hours. the fuck down. Like give me some <laughs> drugs. It's different coming back because you have a tailwind, so it's faster. It always seems faster when you're coming back. But it is. It's faster by like a couple hours. Um, it still gets me. There's but, a tailwind because you're coming. Because you're spinning in the opposite way. Well, you look at like because yeah. planes are real to start with. Yeah, you have. A, I don't. You're so dumb. Yeah, you, <laughs> you really. You got to pick a different hill to die on. I'm gonna. I'm gonna what is actually. It? Wait, what is this? Reed is doesn't this? think planes are real. That's it's, not true. That's not what I said. So what? What's he's like? Thing? You know, they put fuel in the wings. Like what? No, <laughs> <laughs> how did jets even work? <laughs> <laughs> That's an accurate representation of what I think of planes. I don't understand them. Therefore, I fear them. You, They're black magic. How do you, so how do you think in this mm-hmm. world, this scenario mm-hmm. that you live in, <laughs> how did you get to Texas? I, I don't know. That scares me. <laughs> he blacked out. <laughs> I just don't know. I'm surprised. You, like, you just... Don't believe the physics behind it. So you mechanically... I, I, it's, no, it's all, I mean, you're putting a lot of words in my mouth. He's saying he can't comprehend it, therefore he doesn't believe it. Well, can we, it. all right, can we, like, let's let's divide it up a little bit okay. here just so we can know what route to go down. Uh-huh. So when you approach these questions about aircraft, uh-huh. um, are you, your, your, your uh, misunderstandings or maybe understandings, I don't know, do you bend towards the, the answers that you're looking for more metaphysical or? I think so. Okay. Yeah. So I, that's where I don't, yeah, I, I don't. mean, I sit on a plane Oh, the one time I was on a plane, I sit on the plane. I'm like feeling around the window, and it's plastic. And I actually peeled some of the plastic back. You know what's between the outside of the plane and the inside of the plane? Nothing. It's styrofoam. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, okay, that's how I'm dying. Cool. Well, it's it's I a just I don't it's a big well, aluminum tube. I don't like it. Yeah. Now if out. you keep picking at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't ask me to fly anywhere. It's pretty simple. Get on a like, little just, plane, and it will give you a 
appreciation for the big planes. Yes, it will. Yeah. yeah, it will. You it should you will. should try to get your pilot's license. Oh yeah, yeah. With my eyesight, yeah, they'll just have that <laughs> right over. Personal. And then the first the first time you fly solo and you're gassing your plane up and putting <laughs> fuel in the wings, you're like, oh. Dang, this, this is a, where this goes. This is how it works. Or the first time I'm flying by myself over like a mountain, I'm like, I guess we got to see if this is all real. Do I just crash and mountain. wake up? No. First place Reed goes is North, North Pole. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> I got to see that fucking Tell hole. me why I can't fly over Reed's the North Pole. Reed's fine straight to the whatever the closest restricted <laughs> inner, inner air. <laughs> yeah. Right over Crane. Where's the, yeah. re- where's the closest restricted <laughs> air oh, I can violate? <laughs> what? Golly. She's agreeing with me. Don't tell her to be quiet. First place. He takes off out of his backyard and flies over Crane. (laughs) She's a... (laughs) Reed, she's just a sheep herder. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I'll get back in line. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) ma'am. She does does have an attitude with the bark that I feel like I'm trying... I'm trying to nip it in the bud, but not like just give her a little swift like, how do you, smack across the snout. Like yeah, I well I do that. Accompanied with uh, the word no. Yeah. And but, just, and but just also be, uh, but she's way over there. Yeah. Well have <laughs> de- delegate <laughs> discipline. Yeah, have actually, Reed. <laughs> I'll, I'll let Justin do it. Have Reed smack. Not doing well, it. Reed not Reed can work. do it too, as long as he doesn't make my dog pee every time that <laughs> yeah. that she sees him. No. There you go. Good, Justin. Good. <laughs> She's going to smack you on the nose. <laughs> she gotta, I can't do that. It's a, it's a She's going to be bigger than it's me. It's a large breed dog. She's going to, I mean, yeah. soon enough... She'll be so tired from growing yeah, she, that she's going to be like, I'm not barking at you. That's a lot of energy. Well, see, I can't do that because she's going to be bigger than me. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a tiresome philosophy. I mean, it'd probably work, but at what cost? You're saying just waiting? Yeah. Like that? Oh, well... <laughs> I mean, like the two we got in the house are. I mean, they sleep. That's pretty much all they do. Well, that's it's crazy. That's the other thing. She got it. She got a lot of nap time today. So all the <laughs> usually much. mom will just swing by the house whenever, and she'll bring my nephew over, and they'll wear each other out. Yeah, <laughs> that that didn't happen today. She got a lot of kennel time. Uh oh, a so. lot of kennel time. Looks like she's shutting up. She's just looking for a spot. Look at you staring you down now. <laughs> Wait till you fall asleep. That buddy. guy fucking hit me. <laughs> oh, now you're making me the bad guy. Yep. Oh, she's, yeah. She's for sure. She's already moved past it. I have got like whenever she just will not stop biting me. I've mm-hmm. given her a couple pretty good slaps, and she freaks out for a second, but she moves past it pretty fast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she, she gets it. She's pretty smart. That's how my dog Junior was. Uh, Nobody even wanted him. Like, we bought him as a gift for my ex-father-in-law. And he was so bad that my father-in-law, he's a pretty, he was a pretty patient guy. He's like, nope. So we took him. And he was. He was so bad. Like, he, he just pee, poop, get into everything. Just like dogs do, I guess. <laughs> but it was... Dogs. So my... I didn't really know how to do it. The only thing I knew to do is like, well, everywhere I go, you're going to go. I mean, shower included. First, it was the bathroom, and I realized I couldn't even take a shower without him, like, trying to get into the cabinets and do all this. So I put him right in the shower with me. Every time he did anything I didn't like, it was swift slap and no. Mm-hmm. And he turned out to be, like, he the best dog. one of the, the best, best dogs He ever. was the best dog. But it, it just took him going wherever I go and whatever I did. Plus, he was a clean dog. I've been, I've been trying to take her... <laughs> 
over here a lot because this is the only place I go besides, <laughs> besides work. But she doesn't she doesn't have Junior's uh, fetching prowess yet. No, or jumping. Yeah, yeah. That he was a freaking nature. That, that dog could dunk. Yeah, and he was small. Yeah, <laughs> he had he had, his rear haunches. Man, were like, I thought about it. Like I'm like, man, I, whenever you die, I I might cook you because like <laughs> that. Like, <laughs> That's got that dark meat. That's a good <laughs> cut of meat right there. It did. Like every time he would he would like lay down and he'd always stretch and he'd like flex his legs when he's stretching them out. I'm like, that's a damn. Look that, at that, that dog's way. ass. That's two. That's two meals. Yeah, <laughs> for a family of six. Like that's a lot of meat. That's two maybe meals. we will take you with us. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, story time. I. Uh, we went to the rodeo the other night to oh. watch uh, Luke Voorhees. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, it was a good time, man. It, for Seven dollars for three and a half hours of entertainment. Yeah, uh, watching little kids fall off a sheep. Yeah, it would have been better. Hilarious. I think it would. Did it not rain on you? It did, and we were kind of just hanging out in the car for I don't know half an hour until they had a little bit of a rain delay. But it would be. It was outside this time. The first time I went, it was in that little arena. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it was better in there just because i could see better you, yeah you, we could get up on, you get up on the top row of those bleachers and hang out like it's it's pretty good but yeah for seven bucks and you get one dollar coffees and like two dollar candy like yeah. respectable price <laughs> so like, it's like the good old days yeah it was sweet and but, i don't know deck jack shit about rodeos but it's fun how do well, you do i know uh not great he yeah he fell off I he, twice it was like <laughs> it was just all mud the bulls were covered in mud. The guys were covered in mud. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how they were. Only one horse fell down. The horses were a bit more sure-footed. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm I'm terrified of horses. I really am. That's a thing. I know you are. And uh, I hate them. They're big. They're stupid. And uh. yeah, anyway. But we walked in, whatever. There's horses, like, around, you know. <laughs> like the, at the rodeo. <laughs> at the rodeo. And uh, we all walked in, whatever, not a problem. But then, like, I had to pee pretty quick after we were in our area. And so I was like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. So I had to walk back through all these horses (laughs) to the barn where Mm. the pisser was. Um, Yeah, and I zigzagged through the cars and, like, kept shit between me and all the horses I could see. (laughs) And I was like, God, I feel like a maniac right now. (laughs) Like, I am legitimately, my heart is racing because... One of these horses is going to like look at me and try to kick me or something. <laughs> and I don't have a gun. <laughs> That's how much that I was hate your, horses. That was Reed's go-to. The horse gets too close, he's pow. Like, <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's catching Here, a, deal. He's catching a deal. nine mil through the head. I would 100% shoot a horse that got too close to me. <laughs> I don't give a fuck whose it is. Some, some little girl. Yeah, I was gonna say, some 13-year-old girl is just don't care. freaking out. <laughs> I'm shooting that thing, and I'm going to try to harvest its heart before they get me. <laughs> Good Lord. They just walk in on you in a stall, and you're just standing over a corpse with a heart in your hand. <laughs> yeah. I got it, guys. Like, I had to do it before he got mine. Reed's like, this is a delicacy in uh, Sicily. <laughs> I almost, uh, speaking of stupid things, um, I was Aaron took me today to go pick up a truck. Anyway, uh, my brain doesn't work good. And I couldn't remember the name of something, and I was telling him, like, I think I'm going retarded or mm. something, <laughs> dementia. Early onset retard. Mm. 
<laughs> two peas in a pod, <laughs> more like two T's in a rard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, what? I was telling him about the other day when I couldn't. Uh, I was trying to tell somebody about something with uh, cornbread, and I could not remember the word cornbread. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, <laughs> like you know, um, fucking uh, corn dog skin. <laughs> <laughs> And he literally, he like laughed so hard, all the air went out of his body. He's driving. And he slumped over with his head against the window. And I was like, dude, 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 we gotta, you got to drive. He was in the middle of a turn there by uh, CVS and Walgreens turning on his 16th Street. And he's just like doing this, going towards the curb. He's like, I almost passed out. And I was like, yeah, I know. Corn dog skin. Corn dog skin. Corn dogs. And that's not even real cornbread. But how do I put that together? But I just can't remember cornbread. You can remember corn dog. Corn dog skin. Like what What are corn dogs covered in? Bread. Cornbread. Okay. Oh, my God, dude. Oh. And like I don't do hardly any drugs these days. I drink the least... I ever have. Hmm. Uh, I think there's just a lot of permanent. The damage has been done. The damage has been done. Yeah, <laughs> I don't submit to that. I it, mean, really, submit to what? That the damage has been done. No, you don't think? <laughs> you think I can come back from this? I do. <laughs> okay. All right. Whatever you think has been done. Can to you, you can you Absolutely. regrow brain cells? I think I think that you. I think that is you can right. You can. I think so. Is there I'm, I'm not. I'm that? not promoting anything. I but, but I, I I do know that there's some psychedelics that actually create new pathways and. Dog is the right dog's here. right here. Yeah, yeah. I've been keeping an eye on her. Thank you, Justin. <laughs> I slapped her and she laid right. She's down eating next a to lot me. of stuff. Perfect. She started. I think it's mostly daddy. bugs. <laughs> bugs, dirt. Huh. Uh, I think there is some science behind. I think that whole killing your brain cells thing. I think that has been debunked. Like that. Okay. Well, thank God. You know. I think I'd, <laughs> you're clear. <laughs> I wouldn't say my brain is super reliable either. Right. More than mine. <laughs> I think there's a there's a fog that you that you create through poor lifestyle choices that we've all partaken <laughs> in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, I definitely think that, that you can, I mean, there's, there's a point of no return, but I don't think that you're there yet. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's, there's a, uh, you know, psychedelics can create new neurological pathways. And yeah. It's not that I don't ever get to the answer, <laughs> I guess. You've you got know? too, you've got too many pathways. I got too many <laughs> pathways. Yeah. I just can't decide you just which get, road to take. You just get Is lost. Is that how we open our mind to different thinking? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't really partake. The next step in humanity. I think that, <laughs> I think it's, it's something to at least look at. But anyway, I don't, I have those days. I think it's also part of getting older. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Your brain's well, getting tired. <laughs> and I would attribute this to maybe psychedelics, but you're, you're a little older than me, but do you cry at everything? I I think the more I, I attribute it to having children. Okay. Just because it adds a certain beauty to life and a certain understanding of of things the way that I understand the world, and so things become even more heartbreaking or beautiful, you know, because you see you see children and like you know you you see more pain in the world, you know, like you see a kid that's, I did this at a, uh, my kids played basketball at a certain place. And I don't want to like single anybody out because I, everybody knew who this kid was, but, uh, you know, he was out there wanting to play basketball on a team and he, his legs were all jacked up. Like he had braces and everything. And I was like sitting there and I just like, I was, tears were like running down my cheek. I'm like, 
couldn't imagine like wanting to be, you know, just do like normal stuff. And uh, I don't know, but I do cry at everything. Uh, I just mean like tampon commercials. Oh gosh, like, no. Um, Sarah McLaughlin holding a yeah, puppy. No, no, I can't. I'm good. I can't do anything. No. Nope. I do. I am a little bit more. $10 a day. <laughs> like, I'll be watching fucking Law and Order, and my wife was just, I hear her laughing, and I look over, and I can't see her because I got tears in my eyes. But <laughs> and she's like, Are you crying? And I'm like, Yeah. She's like, That's sweet. Which means, of course, that's retarded. Um, what in Law and Order would you cry anything about? Anything that is slightly <laughs> sad. Some guy got his stash of cocaine stolen. Tears. No, it's more. It's more like. Uh, it's more like. Oh, this guy's long lost dad came back, and they're together now. Like immediate, just like. Water not water. just tears, but like my my lips quivering. Like I'm ready to <laughs> sob, and. Uh, I mean, it could be less than that. It can be way less than that, but it's it's consistent. It's, weird. it's anything slightly sad. Mm. Yeah, but I think certain people are drawn like that though, because my brother's the same way. Really, yeah. hungry's like that. Hungry's like that. Too. Well, uh, I'm so glad he's not here to defend himself. Yeah, what a bitch! It's great, and he's gonna listen to this podcast. It's great. Mm. <laughs> he's like, I have to come. I have to come <laughs> on, tell my side <laughs> of the story. No, nah, but I don't know. Crying at Law and Order, man, that might that might be like a endocrinological or <laughs> have something to do with your endocrine system, some hormonal stuff. Hey, I know oh, a guy. <laughs> yeah, I know a guy. <laughs> you know a guy. I know a guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think we would have let like the reunion, like the soldier reunion things that they always the big surprises oh, yeah. and the family freaks out. Yeah, or, for sure. Or uh, like something heartwarming, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't. I wasn't expecting right. Law and Order. <laughs> right. No. No. Well, I just wanted to give that example because it's like that level of garbage can make turn me into a little fountain. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. Like, uh, and I hate like I do not support the military. I do not support any of that shit. But. Yeah, a dad coming home to his daughter, like after being gone on deployment or whatever, I will absolutely break down as a person. Or a certain song on the radio. Or a certain song. I have ran my truck off the road before crying. What was that song the other day that you were trying to listen to? You tried to listen to it like three times and you couldn't. Oh, um, yeah, it's a, uh, what's his McFuck? Uh, Oh, Benjamin Todd. Benjamin Todd, yeah. Thanks for handling that for me. I'm in your brain. I love Benjamin Todd. Me too. I mean, that, that guy just... So, David by Cody Jenks. Hmm. Can't listen to it. <laughs> um, and, yeah. and anything heartfelt by, well, anyone. Yeah, anyone. yeah. give us a top three Reed's crying songs. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm curious. So then that, in the background. that video I sent you that I had made. Man. Yeah. So when you said... Made oh, you yeah. Tear, what, what, what I, was, he was here. I was here for that. He's like, I can't watch this. Yeah, when he said it made you tear up, I was like, well, yeah. maybe that's good. Like I was it, doing it, really well. It got the point across. Until and then, but your I'm, voice broke in that one part. But I'm in, but I'm, But what you're saying is like, there's nothing nothing touching about it. Like I'm on the level of like, like Law and Order. No. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, that's just where it starts. He could have said anything and I would have cried. <laughs> no, your fuck, your fucking voice broke in that one part, and I was just I'd been doing okay, and then it was just like, well, I guess this is it. All right, <laughs> <laughs> and especially seeing another man cry. You ever seen an ugly that, cry? I don't know what it is. <laughs> I've seen another dude cry. It just absolutely destroys me. Yeah, I think there's like a purity to it, depending on the man. Yeah, Mel Gibson. But- 
No, if there he's, you cr- go. If he's crying, I'm crying, buddy. <laughs> you look out. Clint Eastwood. I've never seen I don't think I've ever seen Mel Gibson cry. What? No. Have you watched The Patriot? Yeah. Okay. But okay, theatrics, yeah. You know what? You went to part yeah. of okay. I did I did Take cry when Heath Ledger was taking his last. You know when I cried the hardest breath. in that movie though? Agreed. Wait, so wait, he loses the one son, the first, then son. the other son. Yeah, uh, is there a total of three sons? No, yeah. I think he just loses two. Two? Okay, I cry obviously, mm. but I cry hardest. Then there's a daughter too. When yeah. his little oh, girl, right. yeah, she goes, talks. "Daddy, yeah, don't oh go, my god, I'm about to cry go. right now. Don't oh go, god. daddy. Yeah. Fuck that, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who made that movie, but it's garbage. I think it was Mel Gibson. Yeah, I, I do believe. <laughs> yeah. He's pulling at your heartstrings. He, yeah, like, yeah. He he's got your number, but like the minute the minutes leading up to that scene, like I start getting ready for it. I'm just like, I just I just want to shut it off. But like, when the cannon blows a hole through somebody, there's no. Tears I'm there. cheering. I'm yeah. literally like, yeah. Yes. Takes you from a high to a low. Get that guy's leg. <laughs> Death That's to, a meal for six. <laughs> Death to all tyrants. Right. Oh, like your the. <laughs> Your scenario of the little old lady at the front desk at the IRS. Right, like, right. She's complacent. Fucking killer. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like I could, she's a cog. I could, I could watch a pedophile slowly fed into a wood chipper with no emotion, but which I would love to do if anybody. You would probably cheer, but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, other than happiness, no emotion other okay. than happiness. Yeah, for seven dollars, we'll sell coffee for a dollar. Yeah, oh. yeah, it's like the rodeo, but <laughs> better. The whole shebang. Um, but yeah, anything else, man? <laughs> Rough, right, Dolly? Right. Yeah. yeah, get her, get her wound up. Oh, I'm sorry. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't know what to do. You're winding her up and right. telling her to sit. <laughs> okay. Well, we've She's talked fine. enough about how I'm a mess. I'm gonna go pee. <laughs> That is funny. That's like the third time since I've been here. I've only been what? here like 30 minutes. Something to do with a prostate? I don't know. <laughs> I don't doubt that. What's new with you, Zach? Are you, how's, uh, you, how's your uh, biz, business venture going? Nah, it's going. Banks. Making pro- banks. Yeah, that's yeah. all you really got to say. That, I showed you that three-year projection. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a lot. Yeah, well. That was... That was Apparently, Zach, still not enough for Zach made hills. like this full business plan of projections and costs and what's the business appliance uh, store? Yeah, doing the appliance repair, but also now doing an appliance store. Is it going to be run out of your house? Are you going to have like nope. a physical up here location? On John, well, we're actually looking at the property up here on John Williams Boulevard, across from uh, Lakes Auto, right in front of Reed's mom and dad's place. Okay, you doing that alone? You doing that? Me in, and dad. You and you and your dad. Mom. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's going. Like I said, it's so just. Slow going. So is your competition going to be places like Win Nelson, places like that? No, Hillard over yeah. at Jim Days. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wind Supply does more uh, water heaters, stuff like that. Yeah, less appliances, more uh, yeah, like home insurance covering things like the pipe. Yeah, lots of pipes, water heaters, bathroom stuff. So. Yes. Are you going to call it Kevin's Appliance? It's basically going to be under, yeah. Okay. It's easier, tax reasons. and So you're just keeping it under the same business? Uh, to expand the same business. Expand. Tax number and everything? Yep. Yeah. Makes it a lot easier that oh, yeah. way. Plus, we've got a built credit already, all that stuff. So I, I told him he should name it uh, Zach's Appliance Service and Sales, so it could be Zach's ass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that got approved that, either. That was one of the ones on the top, but yeah. 
<laughs> I don't think that'll go over well, but well, think, just of, d- think of the merch. <laughs> it, yeah, it just it just depends. It just depends on how how you how you make your billboard. You could right. have, you could have like a little cartoon character with uh, the plumber Marky. with plumber crack like or a donkey. The, uh, well, yeah, that too. That makes I less mean, sense. I think, but plumber's crack. If I did plumbing, yeah. <laughs> or you got rid of that shit van that you drive and just ride a donkey everywhere. I could do that. Here Ooh. comes Zach's ass. Just fix the transmission on my truck and slap a sticker on the side of it. You might get some more business in uh, Orange County doing that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> some more Amish business. <laughs> <laughs> With all their appliances. Yeah. All. Oh. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, I found a flaw in the business plan. Running off the generator because, you know. Need to sh- I need to shine your creek rocks up. Can, can we just bit. say, I still don't understand the whole Amish thing. Never will. We can pull a tractor on a ho- or a horse and buggy on a tractor to our field, then pull the tractor off and hook it up to the don- or the horses the, the and horse pull team. it through the field. Yeah, but Using the PTO? Yeah, but yeah. you can't use the tractor. Here's what I have to say to that. Is you don't have to understand it. I don't. It's a... Uh, it's the way they live their life. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're doing something right. Yeah, I mean they're living Mid- the American Midwe- dream. Midwestern Jews, again. I'll say that. <laughs> I mean, there's one of my better friends is Amish. I mean, he's the one that gave us the money to start Lifeline Bible College out in the middle of nowhere in in Burma, sight unseen, knowing they'll never see it. You know. Don't get me the, wrong. Not saying they're bad people. I'm just saying I don't understand. I don't. I don't either. Like, but I, you know. To each their own. Right. I mean, I don't understand the way people live that live next door to me. Oh. Like, I don't understand why people mow their grass, but that doesn't mean it's wrong. It just means I don't understand it, and I'm probably not going to do it. Something that gets me is whenever you're going into (laughs) houses and you're doing stuff, and you see the way people live sometimes, Mm. and you're just like, Mm -hmm. I don't, I can't. Sorry, we just moved in. That's why it's a mess, and it's like, "Mm, no, you didn't. (laughs) No, I've got, I've gotten a a healthy dose of that. I've got a, yeah, I've got a foot walkway to walk through your house. Oh, we just moved in. This is probably there's probably some new ground being broke for you. A little bit, yeah, definitely. Uh, I, yeah, had not been into. uh, I don't, I don't want to shame people for getting assistance from the state, but all of those places that we go to are not all of them. Most. But, like, you're not going to go to someone who's paying for a new unit and see a shitty trashed house with trash everywhere. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> there there seems to be free furnace. There seems the to be some dollars. correlation between getting <laughs> the free furnace and how you keep your house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the same thing with appliances, too. I mean, even the people, well, and some will catch you off guard. You know, you'll mm-hmm. walk up and it's. Super nice neighborhood. Everything's great. Outside looks great. And then you walk through the door and you're like, ah, no. Couldn't live here. Like, do you not... (laughs) You have a house, but you don't own a trash can? Right. Right. (laughs) The the thing that gets me is between rich and poor people both. Like, you can be in the nicest house you've ever been in or a total shithole. Yeah, you know what I'm about to say. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fucking puppy pads. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just having these things on your floor where your dog can just go piss the and, and not changing them. Yeah. Or there being 30 of them. It's like, come on. But you also know those houses when you're walking up to it because you can smell it before you get in the Oh, door. yeah, for sure. And you know that. I was in a house a few weeks ago that had, I think, 20 litter boxes. Yeah. And there's all a, of them full. There's mm-hmm. a difference between having animals and trying to keep it clean. You can right. tell. 
or there's ones that have animals and just don't care. Well, sometimes I freak out over like us having hair on the floor yeah. or something. Our dogs use the bathroom outside like dogs, but right. but and then I go in those places. I'm like, we're doing awesome. We're doing great. <laughs> well, it gives you a certain appreciation too, because you think your house is a mess, and then you go to these houses and you're like. Yeah, I ain't got nothing on that. Yeah. And it's like, I'm doing something better. You know? Or we're sorry our plumbing's been out for a couple of weeks and there's like trash cans full of poop paper. Oh, don't. It's oh. Like, <laughs> yeah. What? That's, that's more <laughs> common than you might think. It is. That's, I haven't seen that yet. But yeah, you're right on with the pet stuff. The, that I have already seen quite a bit of. Yeah. Well, I think there's a lot of people too that like uh, the whole COVID thing. Like oh yeah, single women especially. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I can't go out and be around people, so I'm just gonna get more cats than I already had <laughs> to help me, like, you know, feel cope. like something needs yeah, me. Cope. Yeah, for sure. To uh, a point. And it's always those people that like work from home. They don't look like they've seen the sun mm-hmm. ever. Um, it's like open the the door and it's like a cave monster. Just like, yeah, what do you need? Mm-hmm. Like, Jesus, I'm here to look at your <laughs> furnace. I think I think COVID has changed us as a society. And man, I feel I was thinking about that the other day. I think it's changed me, and I I didn't I, follow regulations. I didn't. All. Yeah, I mean, well, it's it's ridiculous because it's I mean, just weird. People have gotten weirder here. Yeah. Anyway, stranger, and then like me going into somebody else's house. You've seen the difference between. Pre-COVID, where people were outgoing, whatever, cool, mm-hmm. everybody's out. And then as soon as that COVID hit, people got weird. Yep. Like, I'm not saying it's a bad thing at, a, at all, but like the eight feet thing, which it come in handy for me, then they're not looking over your shoulder while you're right. fixing their stuff. But, you know, it's just people take that to an extreme. And it's more the younger generation than it is the older. It's an excuse it's an excuse to not actually interact with somebody and be else. social. Yeah, because they there's so many people that live in an insulated um, bubble online world anyway, with their opinions and their groups and their mm-hmm. I'm part of this, not part of that. It's like if I don't ever have to deal with a real person other than the pizza guy. Yeah, um, and I can virtue signal while doing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, jackpot. <laughs> like prime society. Yeah, jackpot. But has any have we mentioned on the podcast yet? How Zach looks? I think. Oh. Uh, now let me yeah. let me draw a picture here. Okay. Yeah, please. All right, All right imagine um, <laughs> Doc Holliday. <laughs> like just what I imagine, or from Tombstone. From Tombstone. Okay. No, no, the the sweaty one, the one that's dying. Yeah. Um, except except erase except erase. He's dry. The tuber- <laughs> tuberculosis. Erase the sweat and the tuberculosis and all of the good features yeah. and all of all of the stoicism that yeah. that character. Exudes the, just the strong physically. Jaw, it the, does like I, yeah. I was, yeah. I was looking at him a minute ago. I was like, man, that's, that guy's that's a good looking dude. Yeah. I asked him without the beard. Yeah, I'm straight as an arrow, but I'm like, that's that <laughs> that fella, that dog will hunt, bud. Yeah, <laughs> that, like, that dog will hunt. <laughs> <laughs> dog. I I asked him. I was like, man, I mean, your wife must be eating that up. Nope. You know, I'm saying that straight. I'm just like, she's. You come home to me. I'm cooking you dinner, bud. Like, <laughs> well, hey, <laughs> going. Yeah. She still cooks me dinner. I'll give her that. You put a cowboy hat on. Oh, but yeah. Oh, but I mean, I, I don't got some aviators in the van. Don't yeah. don't mess it up. Mm, I know. No, don't mess it up. But it looks yeah. like a cop. Real yeah. bad. Whenever but I now that. you're now you're really yeah you're ruining yeah. it. My penis is inside my. I know. Well, <laughs> I was just saying. 
Mm. You need some cheap sunglasses and a bolo tie. Yeah. A bolo tie. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, speaking of cops, my boss the other day got a letter from our sheriff. Oh, mm. yeah. Um, asking for donations oh. for the sheriff's fund or something. Mm-hmm. And he was reading it, and he let me read it, and I got my blood pressure up. <laughs> and anyway, he was like, uh, oh, this this tier, this, this tier, that. And he's like, yeah, but for that, for that $1,200 tier... They'll come here to the shop and present me with an award and thank me in person, like with you in the room (laughs) for my donation to the police officers. Yes. I'm like, I know that you would love to watch me squirm through that, but please don't. (laughs) Don't make me do that. I, there's other ways to get them to come to your house. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> Wellness check. Yeah. yeah, or or dial nine one one in your pocket, like he did. Oh, at Zach's yeah. house. They, yeah, yeah. No, he did dial nine one one. Where's the guy at? Yeah. Tied up in the basement. Yeah, I was like, oh, I thanks. Said, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we were in the ba- we were replacing the water heater at Zach's house, and uh, <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> city cops show up, and it was like, well, we gotta. We got to still show up. And <laughs> I was like, I was like, well, he's in the basement. You can go talk to him if you want, but we're busy. <laughs> and they left. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, okay, that's fine. And he just left. So what if there actually was a nine one one in the basement yeah, yeah. and JD's got him tied up in the basement? Damn right. <laughs> Nobody cared. <laughs> they don't because jobs. it wasn't about weed or something. Right, right. So. Well, that and at the time, I guess I had two cops that lived next door. But yeah. what got me is 15 minute response time. Yeah. In town? Yeah. Well, there's a hundred of them everywhere. Huh. I mean, I've got two of them that live next to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, now they're off duty. They can't be. Yeah, bothered. they can't be brought in. Can't be bothered. Can't be bothered. <laughs> They'd be working overtime. Right. Man, I love police. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> you guys are getting worked up here, bud. No. I've seen yet. a ton of state cops on 37 in between. Oh, yeah. In between. With the construction going well, on? Well, yes, here, but also all the way up to Bloomington. Bloomington. I've been going up around Bloomington a lot with Jerry on installs and stuff, and there are state cops They've been running it heavy on 37. For like the last month, they've been running it pretty heavy. I don't understand. Fuck them. <laughs> Road pirates, if you will. <laughs> All right. Not all. Don't talk about the cops anymore. I'm not. I'm not like a. You know me. <laughs> well, only I'd just say you just miss, it just it, you're just bastardizing the problem. For sure, they're they're a symptom. You're we're a symptom. Oh, I'm a symptom. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you got to. Never mind. We're, that's too uh, deep. What that's humans too, are it, the virus? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, it's just it's just. It's Next like, thing you know, you're the bad guy in a movie building a laser Terminator. <laughs> I'm blowing this shit up. No, that, that was get that that been too deep. That's yeah. another conversation. Okay. All right, well, we'll lighten it up a little bit. Anybody got an Escalade card <laughs> or a DS? No, I didn't do That's any true. prep for this. Yeah, uh, we haven't done the Escalade de-escalate in a while. Yeah. Wait, who were we talking about earlier that died? Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer. Yeah. Ooh. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. And somebody was saying, was it you that was saying, <laughs> I hope his family was around the casket doing that? No, like, his uh, bedside. while Bedside, he, while he's dying. Before he dies. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Like, maybe, maybe it's just because I've gone soft or something. But So I used to, the only place I could ever even find Jerry Springer on the television was at like one of my friend's house. Like my house, like that crap Late wasn't night. even allowed to be no, on. No, right. Not at all. Um, <laughs> not even a little bit, but 
you know, but I found it funny as a kid. And then you grow up and, you know, Jerry Springer's like a household name in in regards to any type of drama or. Oh, yeah. Degeneracy. Inbred, yeah, any type of degeneracy. And then when I heard that he died this week, um, you know, you see like on social media or things like that, you'll see like episodes oh. in honor of him. Yeah. I can't help it. It's just the way I am now. I just felt I, I couldn't even watch the videos because I like this guy's dead, right? And he spent his life, um, just kind of like bringing out the worst in people, you <laughs> and know, making a shitload of money, making a ton of money off of it. And you know, I, I I'm not gonna judge the man as a person because I didn't know him personally, but like to me, that's like one of the most depressing things I can think of is. Mm. You had that type of platform, and that's what you did with it. Is you just you brought to light, and you made you didn't try to really fix anything. There's no fixing. I mean, Doctor Phil, I can't stand watching his stuff either. But there, he he does try to put a bow on. He tries to like tidy some things up, but he also he's kind of guilty of the same thing. Oh yeah, but he's also very blatantly honest about a lot of things. But yeah, which I appreciate. But Jerry Springer was. Like he just brought to light the worst of humanity, and not only did he bring it to light, but he he turned it into like a household, like mm-hmm. like a household he thing. Norm- he normalized oh, yeah. that kind of behavior. Turns out sorta. that was a lie. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and and in a way, if you if you can kind of like step back at like a thirty thousand foot view, Jerry Springer and things like that, kind of just kind of projected like a lot life to kids that like they kind of normalize that a little yeah. bit you know i remember there was times like where uh you know mom would be at work and dad's at work whatever i turn on the daytime tv and it's like oh hell yeah mm-hmm. it's either judge judy or jerry springer and i'm just like my or, god or maury like that was my first maury. introduction to degeneracy right mm-hmm. at all and, and i was just like feed into that and the shock of it was like oh, i didn't know that this guy could have two dads. I didn't even know you that was a thing, you know. <laughs> but the more you you're you see it, you know, you're just like, well, I mean, yeah, sure, that happens. Yeah. I, but but just like now he's dead. And that's a reality for him. That's that, his like, legacy. That's his not only is that his legacy, but him as a person. Like he's dead. And I think about death every day now, probably just a little bit. And you always have to I know this is probably a deeper issue than what you want to talk about when you brought up Jerry Springer, but <laughs> you like you always have to 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 memorialize death because that's a that's a factor for your, all of us. Like you you at some point, like even as you stand here now, let's say there is no linear time. As you stand here now, you're also standing at the delta uh, when you die and beholding the life that you lived. I believe that, you know, and that to me that matters so when i and i've kind of christ has kind of led me to the point where i try to see the potential in everybody so when i see somebody that had has spent their life losing and forfeiting and bargaining away the potential their god-given potential it like makes me sad so i don't even like watching the videos that's come on like facebook now because i'm like there's nothing to celebrate here (laughs) <laughs> right. There's there's the only thing that you you can watch all of the all the prostitutes and the incest and all of the child molesters and all of the broken relationships <laughs> and and what did what did he do with it? 
he made it he made it a, a mockery of it mm-hmm. and kind of glorified it in kind of like a inverted way. So that, well, that and the those, these episodes they're running or these specials they make about him, that's the little goblins trying to make a dollar at at the end of it all too. It's like mm-hmm. watching somebody's belongings tore to shreds after they've passed. Yeah, it's like watching the vultures. It's a come mockery in. of mm-hmm. even what they did, yeah. let alone what it was big picture. And then you look at somebody like Bob Ross, who I freaking love watching Bob Ross. That guy. His story is heartbreaking, mm-hmm. but he he didn't do any to me like like he did something honorable with his time, you know, um, and gave it all away, and that was that's why he died destitute. But you know, I when I look at things like Jerry Sprint, like because you've seen that a lot since COVID, and I don't know, I'm not going to say it was because of COVID, but you, you we're seeing a lot of celebrities die, or maybe it's, we're just kind of triggered to wonder who's dying. So the media is right. telling us every couple of days, this guy died, Sean Connery died, this you know, so Burt Reynolds, Burt Reynolds, Burt Reynolds, yeah, did Sean Connery die? I was right, right? I yeah, think he's so. dead. I yeah, don't know when he died, but he's gone. Yeah, so then you you just you're confronted with that, and you're like, man, you can you can write all of the. Netflix documentary episodes you want, but you have to get to the brass tacks of it. You know what? Yeah, what's what, my highlight reel look like? Yeah, because yeah, we're not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's deep. <laughs> I mean, I've got a highlight reel. I'm not looking forward to watching. Yeah, and yeah. Even if I was like perfect from here on out, I still don't want to look back. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but that you know, but that's the beauty of that's the beauty of things. You know, while while you're alive, while you have God given breath in your lungs, like to behold death and then ask the question of like what truth is and then go on that journey is as desolate and as barren as that looks like here. Like if, if, if you're handed something, you know, run with it. Don't, I don't know. That was, that was, that was way too deep for Jerry, Jerry Springer. But like that, I, I did like, I actually had sad moments this week about that because I'd see his shows pop up. I'm like, man, it sucks, but I wouldn't want to be him. Seventy nine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he pretty old. He looked old when I was a kid. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. I would have said he was seventy nine when I was then as he did when he died. He looked like a lot of the old ladies I went to church with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Methodist old that old Methodist hair. ladies with the short like much mm-hmm. haircut. Oh, yeah, first bo- yeah, curly hair. Yeah, that <laughs> short hair. <laughs> that's cute sorry I ruined the uh, the moment yeah that's okay I'm done now shut it off <laughs> <laughs> he isn't crying yet so we're no fine. yeah no, <laughs> no tears for Jerry Springer yeah, yeah that was uh, yeah so day in life yeah no kidding <laughs> what's the E Hollywood story look like right but that's also something like you were saying. That's something we're trained. We've been trained to do is we rely on the media just to feed us. It seems like anymore because we're always on there looking for something new. What's what's happening now? What's happening now? Well, that's the disease of it. Exactly. The Four most, years ago, you didn't have that problem. You worried about what was local. You didn't care about what happened national the most, so much. Like depressed, down, grumpy people that I interact with are people that wake up in the morning. And watch the news first thing. Mm-hmm. And it tells them, whether they know it or not, how to feel, what mm-hmm. to think, what to talk about. Um, Ooh, Tucker Carlson. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I, I actually was gonna look yeah. into that and I really didn't. Yeah. There was I saw something about he was gone. Yeah. And then something about him talking about furries. Oh. And I just I well, haven't I didn't down see the, the meme trail far enough. <laughs> I didn't see the furry thing. What what happened? He's not on Fox anymore. Oh right? yeah. He yeah. got he's fired. Which is interesting because like there's been a, a huge influx in my Instagram like feed mm-hmm. of him being on like podcasts and stuff yeah. and talking more candidly yeah. than his show. Mm-hmm. Um and I didn't know if that was like a prep thing cuz I noticed that and then I heard he got fired. Um but yeah, I saw something. He'll have his own network and be some sort of. Glenn he'll be a, he'll be just like Glenn Beck. Yeah, you know. I saw something like he was like people were like glorifying him for it. Like he's he was telling the truth. He got on someone's shit list. Well, from what and now he's they they fired him for it. What little I heard on Timeline Earth was so Fox I guess just settled um, a large With lawsuit Dominion. about yeah Dominion yeah. And a Dominion. bunch of stuff with January 6th and a bunch of crap. And he was kind of at the head mm-hmm. of all that stuff. So he, it seems like he was kind of the sacrificial lamb of, we'll settle and do all this stuff. And maybe behind closed doors, it was like, yeah, and get rid of that mm-hmm. guy. Part of Yeah, it. I don't, like, if I can speak to that. Go ahead. I, uh, so I, I'm always very suspicious of things that I find appealing. Or if something happens on mainstream media and I'm like, that's right. Like, there's the right, there's the righteous one, you know. <laughs> uh, like, pe- people do that with, uh, especially with uh, like Elon Musk or um, yeah. Tucker Carlson. In this c- case, I don't like to get into conspiracy theories anymore because I think it's a waste of time. But when you have something as as uh, damaging to the American, not just American psyche, but like the global psyche of like listeners or people that are watching these black screens in their houses all day. Um, I see, I see a real potential there to, to create and set up over time. It's not, it's not like something that happens overnight, but controlled opposition because you have, you have a lot of people that had certain conspiracy theories about January 6th, about everything, you know, and you have these little, you have these little no names like Tucker Tucker Carlson that started out Fox News and he kind of made his way up saying like kind of like the things that people might not want to hear on either side and just kind of had like this real pure um, show right and so I've I've had these and conversations nice bow ties. yeah and I've had these conversations with yeah nice bow ties I've had these conversations with my dad who who loves Fox News and back when I was like into conspiracy theories i'm like january 6th was a hoax like that like all that crap you know uh, i'm sure something happened but it was it's not what they're telling you um and then you have somebody you know a a year to how like what is it 18 months roughly yeah 18 18 months later some all of a sudden the truth comes out and you got this guy tucker carlson is like letting you know like this is the truth of things well it's too late now but what they're doing like to me what they're doing is they're satisfying my need or, or like so me and i'm like i told you and then you have you, you, then you then you have guys like my dad they're like wow like you're you're right like man but th- they've th- literally satisfied everybody yeah they, they, s- they went this way on cnn they went that way on fox and these people got to be mad and upset and these people got to be mad and upset and then later on the people that went oh yeah well, that's not the whole story etc cetera, etc cetera. 18 months later you find out Okay, it's this. Everybody got 
their little dopamine hit of I was right, mm-hmm. but you never get it at the time where it's actionable. Yeah, where you like can't. if you knew for a fact that day or the next day that innocent people were getting arrested and put in jail for going to a rally, mm-hmm. like something might have happened. People might have got excited and done something about it. Right, but they're they're perfect. Their track record is amazing. Right. Very, very big. Um, like the best they, track record. Best track record. Um, they know what they're doing. I mean, I'm not saying that. People are saying that. Ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump. I'm just going to say, there's no way anybody's batting 100 for 100, but whatever. Well, that's what I, Thomas Jefferson, I believe, said. Uh, you know, if the government truly is just making mistakes every once in a while, they would make one in our favor. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but no, I mean, I'm on, I'm not on the, I totally don't care train, probably where you're at, but I'm on the, I can't, I'm not smart enough or, and I don't have the time to keep track of all that stuff and figure it out. I just know that evil has the upper hand and I need to focus on the good Yeah, and, and, and spread the good when I can. What you can do. You're absolutely right. And like, so what you can do has really nothing to what what the mainstream media or non-mainstream media which it seems like tucker carlson is kind of going into that fold it's still media and it's still to me it's still propaganda and what happens when you create an outlet for everybody to get their dopamine fix something that they all agree with because they didn't have anybody for the right-wing conspiracy conspiracy theorists glenn beck was there in the background now he's got tucker carlson who gathered a huge following through fox news as an outlet so you have all these but what 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 happens in the future when they all start saying the same thing right then you you have you've built the platform a, a super simple platform of people sitting down in their living rooms being constantly and mentally responsive but they're not doing anything in their own lives. That's what that it's not like I don't care. Like I know there's evil in the world. Okay? Uh but I I'm convinced that the best way to combat the evil in our world is to fix me. Yeah. Like that like you have to f- fix yourself. Like kind of like I was talking about earlier. Like think about your death. It's going to happen. So you know, seek the truth. And then that truth is not like seeking it externally like through well i got to find a media outlet that's telling me the truth no you see like what's truth? what is god telling me is the truth about me what do i need to flesh out what do i need to get rid of so that i am actually like a city on a hill like what christ talked about what makes you salty as a person like good salt not like salty oh, sailor okay. right. but salty it's like, a lot of like things. good <laughs> to the taste of people around you it's like you got to start fixing yourself cuz i'm not i could be completely literate on every news outlet and what they're all saying i could come here with top secret documents and say this this and this and know know everything but like what 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 am i changing other than anybody that might be listening to this is like oh yeah that's right oh i didn't know about that well that i better hunker down in this mental corner of uh what i psychologically believe about the world because there really there really is only to, to me there really is only one truth yeah. and if yeah. you you could have the largest platform in the world and tell some everybody something crazy that's true and have proof of it, and it doesn't matter. 
No, it doesn't matter. But the most potent thing is like, well, it's what's true about me. And then once that regeneration happens within you, then, then the next thing you know, like you're going underneath the bridge and, and telling people that are homeless, like you can get out of this. Like there's, there's some, there, there's a way to transcend this, not just mentally, but spiritually foremost. And then physically in your own life. Like it, it's like, if I can draw a conclusion or not draw a parallel here, it's like with the first century church. So before it became cool in, in Rome to be a Christian, like while they were still like burning us on crosses and lighting their garden parties with burning Christians and feeding us to lions in the middle of a Colosseum, while that was happening, 52% of the Roman empire called Christ King. And that, and that was a death sentence to them. I mean, that put them on a hit list, but they, but yet they saw it and they're like, like Rome's trying to figure out like what the heck's going on. They're like, who are these people? You know, are they black? No. Are they white? Nope. They poor? No. They rich? Nope. They're not rich. They're, they're everybody. They're all of them. Like we don't understand what's going on. Like they give to everybody freely. They all have nothing, but they all have plenty. And, um, they share with everybody equally. Those that are in need, they give it to them. And the only thing they don't share is their bedroom with everybody. And what? And this is something that was given as an like an apologetic to Roman leaders at the time when they they called some of the early church fathers in as like like what's what? Is, yeah, we we what share. What are you guys doing? Yeah, we don't share a bed with everybody. And I think it's funny that they said and they don't kill their unwanted children because that was prevalent back then. So. They were like, they value life above all things. They don't just, they're not just Republicans that say that they, they value life above all things and then go have a huge, like, uh, fried chicken dinner after church and drive past 28 starving people and don't tell them any truth about the gospel or, or invest themselves into them. Like, these, these were the real deal. Like, in Ephesus, you had an entire city where the idol makers were having a riot. Everybody that was making money off of sinful gain, like selling prostitutes, the sex trade, um, selling idols, like they were having a riot because they couldn't make any money off sinful gain because the whole city was under this spiritual awakening that we're here to, one, exist for Christ, and by existing for Christ, we exist for the benefit of each other. And it changed, like it, it tore down kingdoms. Like, Rome was like, well, we just better get on board because this thing's going to take us over, right. you know? Um, but so if, if we're always responsive to what the media is telling us, then we're, we're like, we're like a, a sailboat that has no rudder. We're just like blown here and there. Like, well, this conspiracy bounce off that. Is there any truth to this? Like the one picture of the guy off of uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia with a cigarette in his mouth. Yeah. Charlie Day. Yeah, and he's got the whole board behind he's him. He's got the board behind him with all, like, I used to be that guy. And I'm not saying that there's no truth to it. Because evil always conspires against good. But good, but the, the good in this world is from God. And it doesn't need a defense. It's already overcome it. Like, it's already... It's already inaugurated, but not consummated. Like we're in this like weird age of grace, where Jesus tells us he's like, right after they the the Pharisees were like, is it true that you like cast out demons with demons? And he's like, no. And he like looks at his apostles and he says, you know, once once the strong man of the house is bound, then the servants can plunder his house. What he was saying was, I'm here to bind the strong man, 
and I'm starting this age where anybody that follows me is free to plunder the darkness. But you don't do that in apathy. You don't do that in comfort. Like you got to put your shoes on and go to work within yourself and, and, and start asking the right questions. And they're not going to have anything to do with the media. They're not going to have anything to do with what's going on economically. They're not going to have anything to do with the president. What they're going to have to do with is everything about you. And when you realize that's where the change starts, it becomes nothing like that. Like you're like, it's not about me. You know what I mean? Like, it, does that make sense? Like you make your object of regeneration through Christ, you, and he changes you. And all of a sudden you exist for the benefit of everything else around you. Cue in the cross. I mean, Christ put on flesh, right? I mean, I, could ima- I couldn't imagine like the things that he was thinking as he was approaching that going to the garden of Gethsemane. I mean, he was sweating like crazy, praying like, if there's any way to like take this from me, take it. But it, if this is your will and this is what's going to change the world and, and usher in the kingdom, that's what, this is what I got to do. But I couldn't imagine that he, the thoughts didn't cross his mind. Like, man, I want to, I'm 33. I'd like to have a family. Right. Like, I think, I mean, I'm a pretty good teacher. I could just kind of settle back and restful adjustment and kind of just become like a good teacher, nice little, nice little house on the, the, the countryside and Golan Heights or something, you know, just, or maybe just like right next to Sea of Galilee, build me a hut. Jesus, like, fish and chips. Or yeah. Something. Like I, I want to have a family. I want to have kids. I want to have a normal life, but he gave us an example. I'm not taking away from who I think, who I know he is and his deity, but he gave us a fleshly example. He's like, this is what it can look like. This is the potential. And then take up your cross and follow me and then change the world from that. Because it, he, everything that he did in that moment, it was, it was a distilled vision of like picking up your cross, like existing for the benefit of everyone else around you. Cause all the problems that we have now, everything you can draw every problem from one, the fear of death or selfishness or the idea that I've got to get mine, you know, and that, but I don't even know how we got into that, but <laughs> Jerry Springer, Jerry Springer, no. Jerry Springer, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Oh, sorry. But, no, that that one was Tucker Carlson. Oh, that's oh, Tucker. Oh yeah. Sorry, I I gotta go off on tangents. Good thing I'm not <laughs> drinking. <laughs> <laughs> it just would have been the same thing, just louder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I'm not that loud. <laughs> no. It's been a long time since you've seen me walk around naked with an AK-47. Too long. I. I uh, it's not gonna happen again. Yeah, so don't. Okay. don't. You sure? Yeah, I promise okay. you. My, bir- my birthday is in October, and I only want one thing. <laughs> I'll call Ben and get them shorts. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Can we not bring that up? Okay. Can we just not talk about it? All right. <laughs> yeah. Is it hot in here, or is it just <laughs> Justin? Yeah. It's definitely not me. This hairline. Uh, speaking of what hairline? embarrassing drinking stories. Go ahead. Oh, jeez. Well, I've... Jake has asked me to speak at his wedding. Oh, really? Yeah. That was dumb. Yeah, that's got well. I started, <laughs> so I, I started I started thinking about it, and I was like, I was like, oh, I was like, that's kind of weird. I don't think I would ask. I was like, I don't know if I would ask Jake to speak at my wedding, but at the same time, I started thinking. I was like, I've known Jake for like sixteen years now. Yeah, dude. And I was like, oh 
fuck? <laughs> it's like, and I was like, <laughs> and then I started thinking back again. I was like, oh, we didn't really start hanging out until we got arrested together <laughs> when yeah. we were 15. <laughs> What'd you get arrested? Can I? Possession of alcohol. We had, uh, we, we were trying to go camping. Lame. Once, yeah, right. <laughs> no, I know. Jake, but, and we had Jake from State Farm. Jake. <laughs> Jake Inman. No one's what are you here. wearing, Jake from State Farm? So I had asked him. I was, I sent him a. T- I was like, "Is it gonna affect your employment if I tell the story about us getting arrested?" Because like, he, I don't know what he does, but he got a nuclear engineering degree, and I, I, he has some some probably consequences for like. I don't know, Maybe. Criminal background of yeah, some maybe sort. Maybe he did, maybe he left that off the. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, well, <laughs> well, if you're not allowed to say that is uh, no, but that no, is he what said it was fine. Oh, okay, so. getting ready to say this Spotify too late. Sure take no, care yeah, of yeah. well, I mean, <laughs> no, with all the listeners we have, yeah, <laughs> pretty solid forty to forty-five per episode. So my my wife said something good. about uh, money earlier, and I said, "Darling." Once we get the podcast monetized. Uh, going, you know, monetized, everything's going to be fine. You don't have anything to you don't worry have, about. Yeah. And Life she of just luxury. looked at me as I walked out the door. So, I think what would probably catapult you guys is if you could just... Video. Well, Ooh. maybe um, video, but like I'm thinking, like maybe get Jordan Peterson on here. Wow. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, you kind of, you kind of, uh, you sounded like him earlier a little bit, like... Oh wow, that's a huge can't, compliment. You can't change the world unless <laughs> you make your fucking bed. <laughs> I did. I, I did. But it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that simple. It's it's something like you've it's seen like, too it, many videos. Yeah. That Way was pretty good. Well, I've seen them all. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> I love to watch Jordan Peterson because like he's onto something. Yeah. I don't think yeah, he. I mean, I, I know that I. People would be like, yeah, Jordan Peterson has everything in the world to teach you. What the heck are you going to teach him? But, like, he's just – what to, to listen to him talk about the Bible and what he's come to understand about the Bible, he's like, this is not – like, what he told Joe Rogan. Not. 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 He's like, this is not uh, – This is the Bible is not the truth. And then I was like, what's going to Hold up, next? Jordy. But then he goes, he goes, it's like the prerequisite of anything that you can find true here. He's like – I'm I'm not even like a theologian, and I've studied the Bible enough to to look at it and say any any type of truth that you like it passes the if it doesn't pass the filter of the Bible, then it's probably not true. I'm like wow, you know, and that's pretty serious. That's interesting. Yeah, you should watch that podcast yeah. with him. Uh, uh, his series, and I mean, I think he still would not call himself a Christian. Um, I think he's afraid of the connotations that might come with that. Hashtag me too. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's also, he he battles ego so much like that. To me, that's also an ego thing. Like he, he, when he talks about going to church, he's like, well, what else do you have to do? He's like, you don't like the way your church is ran? He's like, well, then how, if if you know so much, why don't you go and change it? Right. Like, you know, like, so. Yeah, you're not the first one to say that. (laughs) But his series on Genesis was amazing. Just him dissecting and talk. I just like listening to the guy talk. In Exodus, his roundtable discussion I've only about listened Exodus. to the Genesis, but yeah. what the Exodus one's awesome. Is it too? Yeah, Genesis is incredible, also. But then he talks about like all the cross references in the Bible, and he he has this uh, this diagram that shows like basically an open book, and he he like all of the cross references. It's cross-referenced so many times without contradiction. If you're reading it textually accurate, like 
I can't remember. It's like sixty two hundred times or sixty two thousand times. He's like, he's like it. It's it's like it's alive, right? And I was like, yeah. And that's why, like, he has. I saw him on another podcast, or he was talking. He's doing a video Zoom meeting, and he was talking about how his his diving into scripture. He's crying, which I don't think it's. I think Jordan Peterson's getting a little bit more. He doesn't emotional. cry like Reed cries. But he's he was like crying. He's like I never wanted to be the person that believed in God, but I think that I do. And he's like crying, thinking about it. I was like, yeah. Well, he yeah he exists in a dark place a lot. So, mm. uh, I'm gonna ask you on the podcast because I won't remember to ask you again. Oh geez, um, I'll move my car today. No, it's okay. fine. Which car are you leaving in though? The old camouflage Subaru. Okay. It's it's for sale by the way. If anybody is oh. interested, yeah, go ahead and plug your car. Yeah, mm-hmm. Plug it, yeah. It's uh, it's for sale. Um, taking offers, but the thing I would drive that thing to Florida today. That's it. That's all I got. Okay, plug, all right. Plug, so camouflage. What more, what more do you wrapped, need? Uh, two thousand and one Subaru Legacy. Subaru Legacy wagon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will yeah, drive. It was Lauren and I's prior. Here, there, and gone. Here, there, and gone. Um, it's had it's the head the gaskets done, water, water pump, pump timing Change. devices. I don't know if it's belts. Or head chains. gaskets. Head gaskets, yeah, yeah, yeah. It says like it's got 245,000 miles, but it's probably more like 150 because you yeah, guys put a new put engine in it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I drive it too. Done by Jim Edwards. Yep, yep, yep. Of Jim's <laughs> Auto LLC. Ooh, another mm. plug in there. Yeah, nice. we'll wow. get them all. Hey, uh, do oh, we sh- have a play the tape, will you? I'm Jeremy Mullis at Uncloggables. We do plumbing. Thanks, JD. <laughs> That's Uncloggables. Wow. Thanks, Jeremy, for that. Yeah. <laughs> He's good. He's really good. It's a great uh, but what I was going to what I was going to ask you is I have this uh Bible at my house. Mm-hmm. It's big. Mm-hmm. And Jeez. uh it's it looks like German. And I gave it to a buddy who was dating a German girl, her mom was from Germany, whatever, something. Um, and she was like, I can't understand this. Like, it's so old. Is it a Geneva Bible? I have no idea what it is. Hmm. Gutenberg? I can't read it. Press? It's German. Okay. Uh, I'm uneducated. But you're, would it be like maybe something your Amish buddy would like to look at? I'm I mean, sure it would be. If it's like high German or some stuff. It, it, are you wanting it back? Or you just want him to like um, I don't necessarily translate have it for to you? have it back because I cannot read it. So. <laughs> so what are you like? What would he do with it? Like what are you uh, trying to give it to him? It. Oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I can take it to him and ask him if he's if he wants it. Okay, all right. It's so probably remind an me anti- about it's that. probably an antique. Yeah, I think. Have you tried selling prior it prior to eighteen hundred? Like it's. Have you tried selling it? No, I have not tried selling it. That seems I don't know selling a Bible. Well, you can't understand. I know the it. Jews do it, but I just it's a book. Yeah, I don't know. But if there's somebody that I like can have interaction with that would appreciate having, oh, I'm sure it. I'm. I'd yeah. take it to him. I'm okay. You try and go and see him next week, anyway. It might weigh the Subaru down a little bit, though. It's I mean, it's gigantic. It is yeah. pretty big. I don't know. I hold. I've seen fifteen six inch eight bills. foot round posts in there. I've did, hauled. Did you have livestock in that woman? <laughs> I hold chickens in it. Yeah, chickens. But it's clean. It's cleaned out. Oh, okay. It's, it's like been, been detailed, ready to go. It hasn't. I've detailed it since then, but it's got it's got some like plastic cups and stuff on the floorboard now. Is that what you were driving the night you called me to come help you pick up flooring for your house? Because 
it was overloaded. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> You're like I, I'm at Lowe's. I need help. <laughs> yeah, I've loaded that thing all the way full of flagstone all the way to the roof. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've I seen mean, railroad. I mean, back seat, back seat, the middle seats down <laughs> all the way up to the great sales ad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a workhorse, really. It is. It is. They don't Not the three-quarter ton suburban that you own, but the <laughs> <laughs> no, that three-quarter ton. I I just sold that to Austin, but that thing, that thing, I would take it anywhere. It's like an old Chevy commercial. We just load down the back and we just haul a bunch of trucks. Load, except for load, load it down with a Ford. Exactly. <laughs> it's a yeah. They don't make commercials like they used to. No, no. the big. The I Chevy should truck. I should have been on there. Yeah, yeah Subaru. Subaru. <laughs> Could have got a free car out of it or right. something. At least a tire chain. A bunch of little Japanese fellers in like lab coats <laughs> with pencils <laughs> and Japanese notepads fellers. just watching you climb a hill. <laughs> <laughs> there, I've done some crazy stuff in that car. Haka, survival American man. <laughs> I never... Jim talking about his... He met like some higher up at Subaru yeah, yeah. and he had like... Because he fixed one of their engineering problems or something. Or yeah, they came to like... Give an award or something in yeah. Bloomington. Yeah, I can't remember what exactly how exactly that story. Well, he was like kind of nervous about meeting the guy from Japan or whatever. <laughs> mm. He said, "You know, I didn't know what to do." So when he walked up to me, <laughs> I bowed. bowed. <laughs> and he said, <laughs> and then the guy also like started to bow, and then they both laughed. And he was like, "Sorry, <laughs> sorry." You know, he's like, "Ah, it's fine." I don't know, like, <laughs> you want some chopsticks or something? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Sushi place down the road. You guys got Metallica over there? What do you guys like? <laughs> Brought you guys some gas station sushi. <laughs> It's better than they cars. Like, they like whiskey. The, they do like whiskey. The Japanese yeah. have some yeah. good whiskey. Man, when I worked at Big Red, uh, if there was Japan fellers coming into Crane, <laughs> Japan fellers, um, <laughs> they would stop in there and just absolutely just about buy the place out. And they always wanted ice wine as well. Mm. Ice? Are you sure they weren't saying rice wine? No, because that's what I thought. <laughs> that's what I that's thought they were sake. saying. <laughs> and I felt very racist after that. Um, was ice wine? Ice wine is when the grapes, there's a frost, and the grapes freeze on the vine. Uh-huh. And they harvest them, uh-huh. and it's like gives it a very different thing. Yeah, something grows differently in the fermentation process. Do we have that here? You can find it if you look really hard. Um, but Dustin always kept it when he managed Big Red. Oh, the glory days. The glory days, yeah, when we would drink at work and mm-hmm. you could smoke inside. We sold cigars. We sold cigars. An actual good beer selection. Yeah, and we always had a, a beer like bicycle display, and I would ride the bike around the store. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I love that Ice place. Wine. That was back in the day. Yeah. I rem- like it. Well, I remember sort when of. when I got out of the army. Yeah. When I what'd you say? I sort said sort of. Of. <laughs> <laughs> I only went in there to buy old crow. That was it. I had nothing nothing fancy. I, I think after a while, get some nail polish remover. Yeah, yeah. goddamn. <laughs> I I remember the day that I decided to stop drinking Everclear, and it was I was I was at Good choice. <laughs> I was yeah right. Sure, my body. I was taking the warts off the mule. <laughs> Life decisions. <laughs> I was doing surgery in my basement. <laughs> I uh, no, I was at the the spot at Big Red where they sell Everclear. Yeah, and they have the red and white checkered floor. Yeah, and right in front of where the Everclear was, the like the I mean, this is tile. I mean, it's L- linoleum, linoleum, like industrial, industrial colored, <clears throat> and the. Like the spot in front of the Everclear was 
the like the red was all smudged it's like and bleached. like it was like white. Yeah, yeah and and I think it was Wesley when he was working there, and it's like, is that from Everclear falling on the floor? He's like, yeah, it like takes color out of everything. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> can't imagine what else, you know what what it, does your insides yeah. right. And I'm sure Old Crow's not much better, but in my mind, I was like, well, I think I'm gonna have a little self-righteous moment and drink something brown. Yeah. You know? <laughs> get some color back. Right. Get, get some color back. I'm starting to look like Doc Holliday over here. <laughs> You're not looking that good. Sorry. No, I know. Only You're talking a, about sweaty Doc Holliday. I'm talking about the, the one that, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, like, I remember there was the dailies, you know, the people that came in every single day. And there was two different guys. One would buy... Um, uh, a half gallon mm-hmm. of like bottom shelf vodka mm. every single day. Oh yeah! And another guy would buy a half gallon of uh, Jim Beam. Just pick and they both another. were working people that just functioned. Yep. Can't go back. That high functioning crazy. Alcoholics. Well, that's. I mean, there Very was high. a. I mean, yeah. I don't want to. There was a a relative of a guy that. I used to work for that like basically drank himself to drank himself to death with uh, that cheap ass vodka that's like he would just buy a bunch of it close himself up in his house for days at a time and just drink mm-hmm. what was yeah. it dark eyes uh, <laughs> whatever is cheap <laughs> Vitoli or some shit mm-hmm. I don't know yeah that uh, I used to buy well I so before <laughs> before my my change like I <laughs> When COVID started, um, I was still drinking. I was still after the truth. That's why I was back here. But I was still drinking. When COVID started, I was like, I went and bought like one of those gallons of gin, and then a gallon gin? of gin. Mm. Well, I just I didn't know how's gonna. I didn't know where everything was headed. I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to. <clears throat> the stores are gonna be closed. I'm get a little better. Have some gin. Well, I bought gin. I bought a gallon of vodka, a couple of gallons of vodka, and a couple mm. gallons of the cheap. Uh, like whiskey whiskey brand whiskey or something it was like kentucky gentleman or something like okay. that mm. old tub <laughs> no. old tub's good it is but uh <laughs> i just like that was one of the turning points i was like this is you know you think about that and you're like wow society's falling apart um like this is what i always dreamed of is hunkering down and like yeah. You know, and I was like, I, it was about two days. I was like, this is stupid. Like, you know what I mean? Hunkering down and getting fuzzy. And it was, it wasn't fun. I get to stay home. No, I can, I'm still weeks. convinced that's why God has not allowed me to be very rich. Because if I had too much time on my hands, I, I would just be probably hammered. Oh. If I didn't have to go to work, buddy. 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 Like vacation. Look out. Wake up, pour a drink. I, I was gonna say something when you're talking about the good old days. It's like, oh, when I first got out of the army, I, this is where I came. Like I'd only spent a little bit of time here when I was younger with my grandpa and stuff, and I always liked this area because it was like small town, slow pace. Felt like you were on the fringe of like outside of society somehow, even though you're close to Bloomington. It just kind of felt like anything went, you know. And then I met you at AAA gas station. And then shout out. I remember the day yeah. <laughs> went downhill from there. <laughs> but yeah. And I remember walking out of that gas station after I'd I'd met you and then I ended up buying an A K forty seven out of the like right there at the countertop. Yeah. And <laughs> sold you, a lot of guns out of that gas station. 
Just like walking across the parking lot with an AK-47 strung across my back and like nobody's thinking anything. Like yeah. I don't even get like two, nobody's looking at me twice. Like, oh, right. hey, where'd you get that? Yeah. <laughs> or, or nobody's scared. They're just like, oh yeah, it's another guy with an assault rifle, you know? Well, and uh, I remember driving back to my house down in Silverville and I was like, this is, this is where I'm going to die. Right. <laughs> like, I, I, I love this town. <laughs> you know, and there still is a sense of that. Still, a little bit. Because not until yeah. like what a couple years ago when I bought that six five and you just walked it across the parking lot at Revere's. Yeah, but that was like a six five. I know, but rifle. still, yeah, you can still carry again. Yeah, where did, there, where did we drive that one night? Well, we went all the way up to Lafayette. Yeah, we bought that AK forty seven from like that. eleven p.m. at night. We met somebody oh, yeah. in a Home Depot parking lot <laughs> and bought an AK forty seven like a kid. <laughs> it looked awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. And America, we bought it for like three hundred bucks. 350 bucks and then like no? we sold it oh yeah i thought you were telling me like not to continue the story oh, <laughs> uh, and then we sold it like the next day at a gun show for like 400 and we were like man we made so much money yeah. like this is great we could, we could start flipping guns <laughs> yeah pay for your gas we started selling guns and like we had that little uh milk can next to the fireplace yep. and put our money and i like Went back there to buy another gun, and I opened it up, and you had put dropped some IOUs in there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember needed gas, man. Sorry. I remember looking at my my wife at the time, and I was like, "This son of a gun, <laughs> this guy, this guy. We're gonna get along splendidly." <laughs> and then I went back, and you did. You paid this me guy. Back. We're letting live in our basement. <laughs> put IOUs in the gun fund. <laughs> Uh, that's why. I, that's when I realized I was like, this this enterprise isn't going to be sustainable. We're, we're, <laughs> we're, sustainable. We're too poor. We need, we need the money too bad. We don't have the discipline to do this. No. <laughs> still, still don't. But. Still fun as heck yeah. though. It was. It was. That was. That was a lot of fun. But how did how did I do so much with so little back then though? Like we were doing that kind of crap when I was making like minimum wage. Well, I was overextended. Oh. Well, there you go. <laughs> I, was just, I was doing a lot of stuff that I didn't have time or the money to afford. So it was all, I mean, it was all charade. A financial charade. It <laughs> fell apart. It did. <laughs> it fell apart hard. It did. But I do look back on the that and I'm like, man. But that, I mean, like yeah, I had the house I wanted. I mean, right. It was a, a beautiful house, beautiful property. Exactly mm-hmm. where I wanted it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was pretty dreamy, even in the basement. Yeah, Wor- working working full time, like right down the road for my family, and it was just like. But I still look back, and I'm like, well, I I would have just continued to be self deceived, if that's still right. Like every now and then, I'm like, that is a nice place. I drive by it, I'm like, still looks like paradise. But you know, I was in the backyard, drunk, yeah. shooting. AK forty seven rounds into the darkness. Like I don't think that's just, that's not going to turn out well. When you point. wake up in the morning and the first thought you have is, "Did I shoot any cows last night?" <laughs> I've thought that you might you, be a redneck. <laughs> <laughs> there, I know there's a couple mornings I woke Reed up, and after we had tied one off the night before, I just like four wheeler blazing through the pasture like mm-hmm. going to check my cows make sure i didn't shoot any of my cows the night before nope. well, how depressing is that that's not a good feeling <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna find one dead i know i am yeah. 
Hey, uh, never found one dead. Hey, bro. my wife's really mad. Uh, <laughs> we gotta go look for dead cows. <laughs> don't go upstairs. <laughs> don't go upstairs. <laughs> I still nobody nobody I've ever met has owned the Redbox DVD collection that you <laughs> had amassed at that house. <laughs> I know. I think I had like probably. 247 DVDs That's, that I probably yeah, paid. Only maybe an exaggeration by yeah. five or six. I was like, <laughs> give, give or take one or two. Yeah. But I paid, I paid not only full price for those, but I paid the late price for yeah. those. The, late, the say, late full price. That they never got back. When you walk into somebody's house and you look at their DVD rack <laughs> and it's red box cases and nothing else, you're just like... Damn. I'm surprised they didn't just come and like haul off the red boxes from these like Well, they Walgreens did eventually. And they're like, probably your some fault. guy out here ain't giving them back. <laughs> we got nothing. Well, I mean, they made their money off. We got you. nothing to sell. Yeah. <laughs> I think like, isn't that how family video oh, went out? <laughs> We're in the black, I mean, man. Yeah. This, we had some guy buy all the DVDs we had at late price. <laughs> this set, we're gonna set this thing somewhere else and find another sucker. Yeah. They well, can't find his way back in. It was also it was also kind of glorious for me because like the way I grew up, like, I I didn't I wasn't I didn't watch TV. I had select movies I could watch. You know I was allowed to watch like Touched by an Angel, Little yeah, Shelter, or, yeah, a little bit. Um, so you're like yeah, you just. Watch whatever you want, and I was just like, "Holy shit!" I remember watching Dexter. Oh wow! <laughs> like the first six season in That'll I don't know in. two days. Yeah, and I was just like, "Oh my god, TV is cool." Mm-hmm. It'll suck you in, dude. And Dexter is really good. Yeah, those first like three seasons of Dexter are really just good. hard AF. Surprise, motherfucker! But that's yeah. just, <laughs> but, but that used to be the nature of binging. Like you had to wait. Like yeah. you had to wait till the next season, or you had to wait for. Like somebody to pass off the DVDs, yeah, and like how that has evolved over the past ten years. You don't have. I could go to my house right now and I could binge watch a series until tomorrow, Mm -hmm. and then be done with it, and then be depressed because I've sucked myself into this false reality where I'm like, my dopamine levels are off the charts because it's just you're you're sucked Mm -hmm. inside of it. Mm -hmm. And then when it's over, am I not right? Like you get depressed, yeah, because you're like. You hear birds chirping, and you're one. If you're somewhat self-aware, you're like, I've I wasted, wasted a whole day. I wasted a whole day of this mm-hmm. life, and two, I'm I'm not, I'm fairly attached to this axe murderer. And now mm-hmm. there's not like, another. Like, and now I, there's not another episode. Now now I have to wait <laughs> yeah. and find something some other season to binge watch, and then uh, then the other episode that you were watching comes out with a new season and, and then you have to mentally like and then I can't re-invent. overdo it because I have to have something to watch this weekend and get drunk and <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I have a really hard time starting new stuff like that like because I think I'm like, oh, get this, like this is gonna be a thing if I'm gonna sit down and watch the first episode of this mm-hmm. I'm gonna watch it all yeah and that's why I was like so if I if I like get antsy or bored or something which has not happened since I've had the dog <laughs> but like if I ever got bored and I wanted to watch something it's like uh, the office or parks and rec or like Brooklyn nine, nine, like one of those, like, little well, I think that's why I picked shit like NCIS or something because it's like, okay, you can this drop has it been on for 18 yeah, years. Can, yeah. I'm yeah. not going to yeah. run out of this anytime yeah. soon. Yeah. No. The last thing I ever turn on is, so I like parks and rec Yeah, and I like the office. Yeah, I just, like Brooklyn nine, nine, but something you can just drop and like not. Yeah. You pick up something like stranger things and you're oh, like, yeah. Oh dude, did but, that finally end? 
I don't know. I the, the, la- the last season, I didn't get a good feeling from it. So I think I was like three episodes in, and I was like, I'm not letting I, this stuff in my I house. Watched, yeah, I watched all that. I also watched, the last thing I watched like that, like a full sit-down binge thing, was the uh, the Lord of the Rings show that's on Amazon. I have not watched that yet. Um, Is it good? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I didn't it's, ever uh, watch it. I finally got a couple of my buddies to watch uh, True Detective. Oh, season, season one. one. Yeah, season one. I've Aaron, seen Aaron that like Cody. ten times. It's What a lineup. Dude. It's Woody Harrelson. I, th- I think it's the best single season of a TV show ever it's made. It's so fucking What good. is it called? True Detective, season one. And Matthew Woody Harrelson. And you're in it. Your likeness. Your likeness. It yeah. was on HBO. It came out know, on HBO. I don't know what it's on right now. Wesley had the DVD set. Yeah. That was awesome. It, that actually might be in my house somewhere. That was so sweet. Um, <laughs> Just yeah. that very first episode where he's like... And it has out. my favorite line out of anything ever. Times. You're like the Michael Jordan of being a son of a bitch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it does. That, should, that. that season does have some really amazing character development. Of oh like, my God. Especially Woody Harrelson. His character becomes like... Unhinged. Yeah. <laughs> Unhinged. And, and it's also real enough. So hateable. You can really identify with it, though, because yeah. it's like you've seen someone like this in yeah. your life. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's someone you could pick. Like, that's either your dad or your friend's dad. Or yeah, like, yeah. Some, <laughs> that's sure. some, that Woody Harrelson, that you character know. is somebody you know. He's a very particular piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of trusted the process. As soon as it came on, I see Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. I'm like oh, I'm I'm in I'm in this for the long haul. I was gonna say right. that's whatever whatever already. the terms are of this arrangement that I'm watching, I'm watching it. When you know from second one, it's not something. It's not a situation acting wise that you've seen either of them in before. Right. It's just like what is this? Mm-hmm. And then it really takes beauty off. happens. Yeah. They have that one like mid season. They have that one really chaotic scene that they that shot, one shot that it's all one shot yeah. it's like in a the project scene yeah oh, really, i think it's longer than that it's still it's really cool it's amazing anyway. i may have to binge watch that <laughs> this is our endorsement this has been our endorsement for uh season one of true detective yeah true detective. and, never, the, and the others saw, are good i never saw season three i wanted season to, three was good i wanted to watch i saw two so and Cody, I cody's watching Vaughn. two right now and i was like i had to watch, you watch it yeah. Don't compare it to the first. It's amazing. Mm. But I, don't go into it thinking it's going to be what season one was. Yeah, I had to watch it a second time through, and I really liked it a lot more the second time through. Because yeah. the first time, I was expecting, like, oh, here we go. It's oh, going to yeah. be the same All right. kind of thing. It's like, And it was not. But I liked Kind I liked, of a letdown? It was the first time I watched it through. Yeah, yeah for sure. It was a, It was yeah. actually disappointing the first time I watched it. And then I watched it again. And I was like, "This is really good." Yeah, I was like, "Vince Vaughn's character is pretty good." Yeah, and uh, was, I forgot he was in that. Yeah. Is it Col- Colin Farrell? Yeah, is Colin Farrell yeah. is also has a volatile character. <laughs> wow, he could play a volatile, volatile <laughs> character for sure. He's an angry little Irishman. <laughs> <laughs> he just looks like he wakes up wanting to do somebody damage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he does have that kind of face. Mm-hmm. Wakes up and chooses violence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that, that's why I don't. I try not to binge watch things anymore. I think it's the last fair. one I had the propensity to do that with was Stranger Things. But I mm. I quit after like season three. I was like, I can't. I think I, there's I just, just a like fourth it. season. I think I have a really hard time keeping up with those things anyway, unless it's something like completely out of this world fake that I don't dive into and kind of like you know 
nitpick at each little thing that's going on in the movie. That's why I like like Star Wars, like the Mandalorian thing. Mm. I'll watch that all day because I know it's not real and there's no way. Yeah, there's no there's no rules. They yeah, can, there's they no can rules. Write, they can write themselves out of whatever anything. you want. Yeah. Oh, we have yeah. A, the physics hasn't been understood yet, so you might as well just sit down and take it in. Exactly. Right. Like, I don't know how lightsaber That's works, like, but yeah. this is it cuts people in half. Yeah. And cool. that guy's got that guy's got one that comes out both sides. Yeah. <laughs> That's that probably pretty bad. Yeah. But like, <laughs> yeah. this can't but, be good for our main character. You know, whatever. Cool. <laughs> now I will say that some some series will suck you in like that, but I have a hard time. Whenever I sit down to watch stuff, I like to watch like uh, National Geographic stuff. My wife always makes fun of me because anytime I'm home alone, it's something on National Geographic. I'm watching like the wild, where the wild things are, or something like that. You know, um, I would much rather watch we, something like that. Can we talk about Jim real quick? Oh, oh, what and happened? Jim's new obsession and what Jim watches every night. Oh, what is he watching? This could be fun. Well, that Dude. stuff he turned on when we were there, was it you and I that oh, were over his yeah. house? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was weird. I was he, <laughs> every single night is what he says. Yeah. He watches that when he was at the house. I was a little bit stoned for that, too. And it was, it's, it was, it was off, great. It was putting off weird vibes. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this guy. I think it's on YouTube, isn't it? Yeah, it's just on YouTube. This guy goes, he travels for work or something, and he'll go to a town, big or small, just wherever he's well, going. It's always small. Is it always small? I think. Well, it's, I think those are just the ones we saw. I yeah, think he hey, does like all kinds of crap. But, and this guy just drives around these towns and shows you the town. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it'll be like, hey, here's a historical thing. We're going to look at it and I'll read you the plaque. I think the main thing was like he goes to towns that have had big population decreases. Yeah, and like what they look like now and where they nature's are, he, taken back over the and one, stuff. The, the one we saw, he's driving around in the south somewhere. I think it was Louisiana. And he was just basically going to all these little ghost towns with populations of like 1,300 people. Yeah, and he gives like the height of their yeah, population like, yeah, and then what they are now. Yeah, in 2002, this town had a population of 7,500. Now it has a population of 2,500. Yeah. And, and like here's what they the, Here's the main like. strip, and there's like one other car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like ghost town. Yeah, here's a, a here's a trailer park where most of it's grown over and like, oh, this used to be the theater built in 1925. And yeah. it's, like, it's like he has, it's like a video game. <laughs> map with nobody else in it yeah and he's just going around explaining it and it's pretty mesmerizing it's just like wow yeah i didn't know that <laughs> it's like if you just had all the time in the world and you got on fucking I didn't google know, earth and just like yeah. street viewed everything yeah or you on within, elevate <laughs> or me on elevate yeah that'd be scary yeah. get on google earth i didn't know just, jim was watching those every night <laughs> yeah, he funny. says he's pretty obsessed with it <laughs> Could you imagine like, what that's you'd the find most... on Google Earth if you just street viewed everything yeah. the whole time? Uh, Andrew's house. You might uh, find Bigfoot. Andrew, we work with, <laughs> like he is literally in his doorway looking back at the Google car. Nice. Like <laughs> I haven't seen that. Huh? What's going on? <laughs> oh. Uh, I know you're not gonna want to hear this. Okay. I gotta pee again. Go pee. But we're we're at about an I hour. Wanna, I want to hear about your cards you got there. Oh, yeah. cards. We got cards. I Did didn't get, get a JD card? one. I didn't get a card. I must well, have. Well, you came in late. Well, yeah. So kind of. Oh, yeah. Kind of. I didn't see the... Well, I didn't see the video. I heard the video. I was over here and Reed was watching it. Yeah. Dolly didn't get a card either. She's mad. Oh, come here, Dolly. Nah, she's... Copy Trolley did those for me. Yeah. They do awesome. a really good job. 
I know they're not a sponsor of yours, but I'd like to give a shout out to Copy <laughs> Trolley. We'll allow it. Shout out to Copy Trolley. Got QR codes on there. Make yeah, it, make it easy. Yeah, my my wife helped me come up with these because I don't know. I've never used a QR code, and then she's like, "Why don't we use QR codes?" Because people use those. I was like, yep. "Whatever you think, honey." They do. Um, Where does QR code take you to? That's our donation site. Probably to the website that's yeah. at the bottom of the page there. Eventually, I'm once blind. I I couldn't see it. Once I have our website <laughs> built, it'll take you to a website versus mm. just the donation platform. But for now, that's what we had to get started and to get moved and to get people that like what we're about and want to be partnered with us. We had to have somewhere for them to go. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. You know, and that, you know, some people want to give and get like a tax break and that platform gives them a t- like the receipt. So they yeah. get a tax break uh, for yeah. that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, if they were just Venmoing me the money, they wouldn't be able to get that. You know right. what I mean? So. So. How was it? Reed just returned from watering the plants. It was amazing. Did you pee on my car? The one I'm selling? Door handles. No. Okay, good. No. Did you hear that, people? It's clean. <laughs> no. Still clean. <laughs> no piss on this car. <laughs> I peed on Zach's. Oh, it's okay. It's it's on its way out anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting there. Your mechanic's like, yeah, the transmission's going out due to uh, urination deterioration. No, his exact words were, I don't know if I drive to this this to Columbus. Guess right. what I did today? Drove to Columbus and back. It's still alive. Right. Yeah, the truck I was looking at for my uncle, I had taken over to Jim. That Tundra? No, we did the Tundra. It was no bueno. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chevy, Chevy 1500. 1500, yeah. I thought he, he was, wanted a smaller truck. He does, but he also just wants something. Mm, okay. Um, but Jim was like, how far you got to go in this? <laughs> and I was like, why? He's like, uh, it's pretty bad. Like, if you stomp on the brakes hard one time, they're probably going to go. Like, the line's going to blow out. Good to know. So, I drove it pretty easy. So, yeah, that was no boy no freaking Shoals. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> Shoals. It's a bad road to lose brakes on. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. <laughs> and it's full of 50. what? Dump trucks and yeah. semis? Yeah. Or <laughs> anything. Gypsum trucks? Gypsum yeah. trucks. Oh, I could not. That's one. Yeah. I couldn't imagine dying in a pile of gypsum. I hate oh, yeah. drywall. <laughs> <laughs> Just dry mouths. worst fear. Dying in well, gypsum. Now we know. <laughs> did you watch the new Grantham video? Oh, the drywall one. The drywall no, one? No, I did not. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good does shot tests with uh, like how many layers of drywall. Oh, like if okay. you have a home defense weapon, yeah. well, you should be shooting to not shoot your kid on the other side of the wall or whatever. Yeah, that's good knowledge. What's the answer? Uh, don't shoot anything in your house. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I mean, they started yeah. with a twenty two, and it was like. He was like, well, okay. Well, that went through three walls. He ended up, I think there was a total of four walls, double-sided drywall. Front and back. And I don't know what the 22 did. I think they only did like two walls with that one, but everything else. So did much, they actually make walls like? Yeah, they, they six built inch them to Idaho State Code or whatever, and it still went through. I think yeah. it's in Washington. Moral of the story: Yeah, don't shoot a gun Pacific in your Northwest house somewhere. <laughs> yeah, somewhere. No uh, desk pops. Yeah, I mean they even did like a pretty low-powered shotgun slug, and it was like it tumbled, mm. but. I mean, they had cardboard targets on the other side of every wall, and it was 
going right through everything. Ripping mm. through them. Yeah. Pretty cool, though. All right. Bye, Dolly. Dolly Barkston. <laughs> On the level of great dog names, it's up there. That is a great dog name. She even looks like a Dolly. Mrs. Barkerfeller was <laughs> a close second. <laughs> Barkerfeller. I didn't hear that one. I wanted to name uh, Patty that. But pig. Lauren said no. Also, I mean, I still call her Pig yeah, a lot. Yeah, I do too. But <laughs> you had it ingrained in my mind before it was Patty. She's also a fucking pig, dude. She is. Patty's if, a pig. If, if she's not laying there with the other dog. She's eating. Yeah. It's like, well, where's Patty at? Just listen. You'll hear the crunching of food. Like, yeah. I don't know. Uh, they get fed plenty. I don't understand. She just like stands there and eats the whole bowl of food. And then looks at you for another. Yeah, and then drinks all the water. And then her sister's like, what the hell? <laughs> Those are good dogs. They're really good dogs, man. You're welcome. Thanks. I appreciate you. <laughs> you always got that good good when it comes to the canines. <laughs> Welcome back. Yeah. Just a quick pee. Just, just a quick pee. Good girl. That was faster she than is, Yeah, give her some food. Good girl. Deserve something. This chair hurts Maybe you hold butt. it down with the chair? Yeah, it's yeah, hurting my tailbone. Oh, I'm sorry, you want to trade? No, I'm good. You want to sit on my lap? That's tempting. Mm. <laughs> you want to sit on Zach's lap? <laughs> Old Doc Holiday over there? How you doing? Just mm-hmm. want to sit on that mustache. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, I'll be your Huckleberry. <laughs> I'll be your Huckleberry. I'll be your Dingleberry. <laughs> no, I think I'm good. <laughs> well, it was fun for a minute. But no, what you what you got Thanks, here on I your cards? <laughs> Tell us about your cards. My cards. I want to hear about your cards. Uh, I had these cards made um, for the 501c3 we're setting up called Ezra Tribal Initiative. And uh, it's based on uh, Colossians 113, which is he's brought us out of the delivered us out of the kingdom of darkness and to the kingdom of the son he blo- he loves. And uh, just a lot of darkness in the world. I don't know if, I mean, a lot of people probably already know what we're going to do, but um, I'm going to go work with the pre- free Burma Rangers and uh, we'll be living in Thailand, but operating in Burma, potentially Iraq and Syria um, uh, to oppress people groups there, ethnic groups. Um, but we're also, there's a couple fingers of our ministry. It's uh, We're partnered with... Uh, Indiana Bible Institute, which my my uh, uncle Johnny and Aunt Karen um, came up with, and within that is the Pictorial Life of Christ, which is like a comic book. Uh, it's not a comic book. It it has pictures that he he mortgaged his whole farm and had these pictures commissioned to be painted, um, and it's a transliterated harmony of the Gospels, so like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, using. Uh, it's not paraphrased using real scripture, but it just harmonizes the whole message of those four Gospels. Um, and it's in pictorial format, so the first version of that that he made was in Mandarin, and uh, that was so it could be used in schools as an English teaching school, or as an English teaching uh, curriculum, but the whole story is about Jesus, so it has English and Mandarin like side by side, so they're able to look through this and and see Jesus as they do it, Um, but what our, our initiative is there is to have one new translation per year, and to, uh, Right now, we're focusing on the ethnic languages. So, our first our first version is going to be in Karen, um, which is a tribal language there in Burma. Um, from there, maybe Kareni, 
not sure. And also uh, um, a Kurdish language, which is a lot like Arabic. So it's Kurdish Sirani. Um, and that's for like southern Iraq, Erbil area. Um, so that's our first our first initiative there is with Karen, though, because I, I have the people that want to translate it. And um, so I'll be looking for a place in Chiang Mai to print these because originally it was printed here, but distribution of that's pretty hard. Um, it's too expensive to ship a bunch of books. Uh, we're also working on a digital format so that can be digitally uh, taken into closed countries. Um, that's the thing you showed me the other day, right? Yeah, that's so. Yeah, that's the thing I showed you the other day. Um, there's a, a, a device called a light stream that uh, it requires no internet. It just needs a, a power. Just needs to be charged, right? It needs power. But um, once it's charged, you can take it in anywhere and turn it on, and it broadcasts a free Wi-Fi signal, and that will only broadcast within the distance, you know, within the place that you're at. So coffee shop house church underground church somewhere and because a lot of these closed countries people are starved for like when they get a bible they share it and they take turns in their house memorizing scripture and then they'll pass it on because that's the only way they're going to have it right um but everybody has a cell phone um and this they can download the pictorial life of christ onto their cell phones uh using this free wi-fi signal that broadcasts and all they have to do is um just go to their Wi-Fi, turn it on, connect to that free Wi-Fi signal, and it pops up, and you can download it as a PDF, and it can be distributed that way. Um, the other finger of that is the Lifeline Bible College, which you guys, whoever's listened to this before, knows about it. But it's a college that me and my wife helped start with our friend Adi, um, who's a Cincinnati Bible College um, graduate. And he could have stayed here, but he decided to go back home to Burma, where things are much worse. And... Uh, he decided to start a Bible college, and he needed help doing it. He needed the funds. So the Amish here actually helped us, um, gave us a, a, a large sum of money, and 100% of that went there um, to, to get the building, to fund uh, the you know, getting curriculum books, setting up a, a, a computer lab. You know, um, So that started in December of 2022. Our first students started in January. Um, they just finished their first semester and exams and they'll start back again in their second semester in June. Um, so, uh, the, the other one is uh, grace and mercy foundation, which you guys have heard about. So FBR does a, a lot of things on the interior of Burma. Um, they also do things outside of Burma and Thailand for the immigrant, uh, kids and those fleeing persecution inside Burma. But, um, what Grace and Mercy does is they have like over a thousand kids, different base camps and schools up along the Thai Burma border where these are places for these kids to come and get an education. Um, so we're going to be working towards at the end of three years, we would like to have uh, a, a vocational training center for these kids. Uh, one for the girls, one for the guys. Um, the, kid, the, the guys will learn welding and automotive, which I'm not the one to teach automotive. So don't, everybody that knows me knows that, but we already have somebody there that can teach that. Um, the welding, we're working on it, but, mm -hmm. uh, for the girls, I know it sounds sexist, but they're, they love hospitality trades. The girls love, um, cosmetics. Uh, they want to learn how to open coffee shops, learn how to run a, their own business. That way they can build capacity in their lives. But, uh, the centers, it's also going to be like, go, you know, gospel, uh, focused, 
So they're going to learn the gospel and they're going to learn how to teach the gospel. They're going to learn what the kingdom of God is and, and how to bring that into their communities too. Um, so our, our capacity with grace and mercy is really just to come alongside them. They already have like the best leadership. I mean, really stout. Um, this lady named Tutu, I've already talked about her before, but she was a, a Karen refugee and she's started this grace and mercy foundation and has brick and mortar schools all up and down this, you know, this border. And, uh, she never knows how she's going to pay for anything. So whatever we get ab- above and beyond what our living expenses are, are going to be injected into the pictorial life of Christ, into the Lifeline Bible College, into um, the Grace and Mercy Foundation. Uh, some people here in this community, like Jim's Automotive, you know, have contributed and like our first initiative is done and that was getting a water pipeline project completed and brought to the grace home which is one of grace and mercy schools so that they have water what's cool about that is i had no idea the timeline would work out so perfectly but that water pipeline and the reservoirs were were complete um about the time i left which was april 1st i believe and at that time um, right at that time, the Burmese army went and attacked uh, a border town called Mawadi that's very close to those schools. And while I was there, I swam across the river into Burma, and I prayed at a spot just asking the Lord, like, you know, will you confirm for me, like, what I'm supposed to do, like, why I'm here? I know FBR, but grace and mercy, like, what what should our focus be? You know, if it's not a vocational school, if it's not this, if it's not that, like, just you know, use me in this capacity. And I left there, and the day after I left there, Tutu sent me pictures of hundreds of refugees swimming across that exact same spot into the Tung Wung School, which is a partner school with Grace Home. And the overflows of some of those kids, they had to send them to Grace Home because there wasn't enough room. I mean, in one day, they had over 600 refugees flee into one one property you yeah, know you gotta feed them and yeah and that they're they're it's kind of like like slavery because if you're a refugee and you go into thailand like the the thai people will put you to work but you're gonna work seven days a week you may or may not get paid but you're not getting shot at you're not getting blown up right your kids are safe but they're, they're you know you go into churches and they're like you know people can't come because they're forced to work in these conditions here, which is great that they're safe, but it's great, even better that they're coming into these schools because Tutu's like, you know, we want to help them beyond just feeding them. We want to help them beyond just housing them. So Grace Home was ready with a water pipeline and reservoirs like a week before these refugees were pushed, had to go to that location. So it worked out really well. Um, So you know, I, I can build a three-year plan, which I do have, kind of like a business model, like you just got done doing. Um, and a lot of that is, could be just like a glass house. It's something that, you know, we're going to aim for, but God can push and move that however he wants. You know, maybe maybe we don't end up doing the vocational school and we build more dorms and we only open a Bible college. You know what I mean? Um, it's just wherever God leads, and I do throughout my this whole endeavor uh, like my journey which some of you guys have like witnessed like it like every door is open in my mind like 
do I need, do I need to respond to this? Is this what we need to focus on? And that's what we're going to do. And we're going to do it a hundred percent. Um, all of our money, everything that we have, we're, we're putting into that. And that's not like compulsion for anybody to help us out. That's just letting people know that we're all in. And, and, um, cause these things, it, it, you know, when you come over here and like, even me, I've seen it firsthand and I come over here and Tutu sends me, you know, gives me updates and pictures and stuff. It's really easy to have some kind of like cognitive dissonance. Like it's, it, it, did I say that right? Dissonance. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So it, and, and, and be okay. Cause I'm in my house and I'm like, well, you see there's, there's evil everywhere. But when you're there, I don't ever regret giving her and that, that ministry, every penny that I've ever given her. And there was sometimes I've given her money that we didn't have. We've given Lifeline Bible College uh, money that we didn't have. Um, and God's always provided. He's always come along, you know, and, and, and fruits coming from that people see hope in the middle of like darkness and uh if so my son's name's ezra but i didn't name this this 501c3 after him i i named him after the book ezra because it's one of my favorite books and so i named this ministry ezra because what happened the whole book of ezra is about um um exile and return and god reminding people like the whole book is like god using uh um, people outside of the Jewish nation, outside of Israel, and inside Israel to say, look, I haven't forgotten. Like, my, my word still stands. My truth stands. And, it, like, set it, setting an example of, like, moving forward. There's so much darkness in the world. It's not always going to go in your favor. People always say, like, the safest place to be is in the middle of the will, is in, in the will of God, and I don't believe that. Like, if you're thinking from, like, physical fleshly terms it's never you look at the new testament that's not the physical physically safest place to be is in the middle of the will of god you ask paul ask any of the apostles ask any of the church fathers ask the church in china eternally safe place to be but jesus said like my yoke is light well yeah it is if you're thinking on his terms like i don't i don't there's still a yoke there's the the bird the burden is light because once you realize how worthless your your flesh is and how powerful, if you if you choose it to 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 ask the spirit of God to to dwell in you. Once you realize the difference there, then yeah, your your yoke is casting your flesh behind you. Um, so the Ezra Tribal Initiative is really just a response to that. We're always we're always responding, like we've talked about some in this podcast, to constant um, disruptions, like of our psyche with media, we're always responding, oh, we're in fear of this. We're, every political position that you can look at is a response of fear. Mm-hmm. It's not like, it's, it's not anything that transcends fear. It is fear-based. So what does it look like to transcend that? Well, like following Christ is like, yeah, you, even if you die, you can't lose. And I said that, like that kind of became a motto of mine is like, I, even if I die, I can't lose. Like, I think the first podcast I did with you was, was, we were talking about like Easter. I was like, somebody kills me. I just walk into the next thing. Right. I think David Eubank, um, he was talking to us and he goes, you might get a bullet in the head, but at least you're following Jesus. And that's the way that, that, and David was like, that, that's, that's why I do what I do because I want to love people in spite of the darkness. I want to give to people in spite of the darkness. He was in Syria, uh, negotiating with the Taliban over the phone over one lady 
who they're holding hostage. And in the midst of this negotiation, he put his hand over the phone and he looks over. He goes, how much money do we have? They're like, with us? He's like, no, as an organization, like how much money do we have? Like that's, that's how valuable one person was to him is he would sacrifice this organization that he's built and everybody knows he's willing to lay all that money on the line just for one person. And then you see what comes from that, just that attitude of it's not mine anyway. So why not spend my life not, not just knowing that like theologically I believe in Christ and I live in the dark and I live in the light though I'm observing the darkness, like, like our, our, our commission is to disrupt the darkness. Like Jesus said, like plunder, plunder this house because this house we're living in, everybody can pretty much agree left, right, middle, politically, anywhere it's darkness and there's no solution people are acknowledging, but there is one solution. And that's like living for Christ and by taking on Christ and embodying who he is and who he commanded us to be, that we actually overturn the darkness and the atmospheres around us. And that's, so Ezra Tribal Initiative, you see that in the book of Ezra, is God is really overturning what seems to be a, a, a impossible situation and he turns it so impossibly the other way that the people that remembered the old temple were wailing out of one sadness and happiness. And then the young guys are like, yeah, let's do this thing. And then that part of that was they were also relearning the word of God because through years and years of exile, they'd forgotten what it means to follow God. So it's twofold. It's like taking in the word into you and then going to work and then letting God work. So our mission's kind of open-ended in that we're just we're we're on board for anything, but but so. this in particular is like this is your kind of uh, umbrella, yeah. Thing so that involves yeah. all those things and it gives you leeway to uh, we want to focus here and focus there because you're you're not marrying yourself to one organization no. or one uh, board of people or anything like that. You're you're letting things go where you feel like they should go. Right, and, and, and honestly, the, the, the best outcomes have come from that approach and that posture because when I first went in October, I was like, well, I'm just going to go, I'm going to be a part of FBR. Like, that's the mission. But then I happened to take one, one copy of the Cambodian version of the Pictorial Life of Christ, which has seen no distribution ever. And I ended up spending seven hours with one of the FBR pilots who also has a ministry in Cambodia, like a, like a peripheral ministry that he helps support. He's like, I want, I want all those. So then he started distributing it. And then I talked to another chaplain with FBR and he's like, how do you, how do we get more of these in other languages? Like, because chaplains teams go out with every FBR team with good life club and all this stuff that they do that, you know, you see on the movie and stuff, but he's like, how do we get this? Like we could take this for you into Burma, so I didn't have to like, w like, proposition them like, hey, can you make this book part of your ministry? Mm -hmm. Like they just saw it and they're like, we want that to be part of our ministry because I don't have the bandwidth to like tackle four fronts. Right. And another thing, like grace and mercy, I was always trying to figure out like ever since I started this, like how does grace and mercy fit in here? Because you know I'm going to be doing a lot with FBR. Like how do I really become a part of? grace and mercy unless you know god will somehow intertwine those ministries somehow 
And when I left, the, all those Burmese refugees were coming into Tungluwung. And I I hit the I hit the ground at, uh, in New York, and I pulled up my phone, and I get messages from Tutu, and she's showing me pictures of this relief team that came. And I see, like, it's all FBR personnel, and they just got connected. So, that, like, they're intertwined with, like, grace and mercy. Now, now they're not, like, that's one thing that I do need to get across. This, uh, this 501c3 I'm setting up is not, like, legally affiliated with FBR. It's not legally affiliated with Grace and Mercy, Pictorial Life of Christ, or Lifeline Bible College. No. I... What it is is me and my wife and kids are physically involved with FBR. And these other peripheral ministries, this is like a, like you said, a financial umbrella to where that gives us the purchasing power to to help these ministries, to help what they're doing, because we felt called to do that. So seems like a lot, but it's really not if you... If, well, have you seen, like, have you seen people go into missions and they're connected to an organization? And yeah, yeah. Either that organization is poorly ran or they just get run into the ground with everything and, I mean, right. get burnt out through mm-hmm. dealing with um, the headache of being with an organization instead of just... Well, they try to be autonomous. Right. And they what they do is a lot more often than not. There's a lot of... I'm not going to bastardize any of them. No, I'm just saying, I mean, but, you're, there's a reason you're doing it this way. Yeah, because I, I don't want to build a box where, like, this is the this is the model of our ministry. Because I I feel like we're all on the same team. Like, I, I hate divorce, uh, not just individually, even though I've had a divorce, but I hate divorce within, like, people that are doing this, trying to do the same thing. I mean, if... Right. If you're after the same thing in, in reality, then you don't you don't have a box. You're like, oh, this is what the, this is what the spirit's telling well, us. Well, you do. might get a call and have to buy a lady from the Taliban, and you want the the free range to do that if that's you yeah, know, what you're yeah. feeling led to do. Yeah, and I don't. I probably oversimplified that a little bit, but no, I, yeah. So I don't, but I also don't want to take any steam or 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 take on ourselves any any of the legacy that FBR's built and say like that's who we are like we're a part of that momentum with them and there's nothing that he does that I disagree with but I also I need people to understand that my 501c3 is for all of, or is for the three organizations outside of FBR so like if you're contributing to us specifically for one of those things put it in the comments that you want it allocated towards a certain thing and it it will 100% go there. Uh, if but working with FBR, it's not paid. So we our living expense. That's kind of like the fourth finger is our living expense to live and exist there, so we can work with FBR. So if it's just like an open-ended like donation, and we've already got our personal funds built to where we need them, then like those funds go directly to Lifeline Bible College or Grace and Mercy, depending on the projects that come up, right. you know, where we can yeah, allocate as it. As needed. Yeah. So, yeah. So if, if you do, can I say the website? Yeah. Oh. So if you, <laughs> no, no. It, JD, cut this out. <laughs> if you are interested in like, you know, what we're about or want to hear more, one, my number is 812-797-9338. Um, or you can visit our donation platform, and it's uh, give, G-I-V-E dot missionquest dot O-R-G forward slash missionary forward slash 234. And 
I'll leave some cards here with Reed too. So if you're interested, you can have them. There's a QR code in the back to make it simple. I tested it out. It worked. Yeah. Distribute the literature. And I've I've got I've got some literature, and I've got uh, I've got a video I made, um, just to kind of like let people know what's going on. So, um, and I don't I don't ever want to seem like I'm just asking for money, but I do. If if people want to be a part of it and partner with us, I I want people to feel like they're a part of it because you you really are. The Amish don't even know how much of a part, like how big of a change that they're making. And I don't think that they care. Like they don't want pictures taken. They don't want like a ribbon cutting for what they do. Right. But what, you know, you have over 20, you have 26 kids now uh, that are getting bombed, but getting a degree uh, in ministry and, and sharing God's love. So that's it. That's, that's my pitch is probably... Probably sucks. I'm that's not used big, to doing big that. Stuff. That's big stuff. Mm. Yeah, if anybody is interested, definitely just call him because that website was long and complicated. Um, <laughs> or just pick up the QR code. <laughs> or just, yeah, do the QR code. It was code. not long. It is long. Or call Justin and, and meet with him and <sighs> talk to him. I misspelled that. Did you did you print What's a bunch that? of stuff that's misspelled? Yeah. What is it? Which word is it? It's missionary. I put uh, it with an I. Mission uh, missionary. Missionary. Well, this. So you, you the think QR that, code will still work. The, right. The QR, the QR code, code works. Will work. But, but the, if you type in that website, that's not going to work. <laughs> well, you didn't. You didn't spell it out whenever. It's the you same came. mission, but it's with helicopters. Well, I was going to say you didn't spell it out. Like if you just. I wonder if you spell missionary correctly, it'll take you to the right place. Yes, yeah. missionary. He's yeah. got that. I can't believe slant. I did that, dude. I do that stupid stuff all the time. <laughs> How many of these did you print? Uh, two hundred and fifty. <laughs> oh, that's all. QR code works. QR code works though. Yeah, it definitely does. So let me tell you here, just to make you feel better, um, we had a contest one year for um, the homeschool yearbook cover. <laughs> And did you win? I did. Oh. And uh, I misspelled Lawrence in Lawrence County. <laughs> and you still won. And uh, they printed a bunch of them. And nobody <laughs> ever said anything. <laughs> and it's the homeschool yearbook. <laughs> did you do it on purpose? Oh, no. Are you uh, sure? No, it was just a, oh. it was a fluke. Our education is just as good. <laughs> La- Lawrence County, L-A-W-R-A-N-C-E. Lawrence. Lawrence County. County. Woo. Yeah, I probably have a copy of that. I'm just going to have to reprint these. That's a pain. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you misspell it when you like bought the domain? Like, yeah, that's what... Is it accurate? Hold on. That's not... No, so the domain's right because I don't own the domain for our, our giving platform. No, okay. it's through Mission... Or through that Mission Quest thing. Yeah. Because there's an account number that's associated. Yeah. Idiot. Yep, sorry. <laughs> but QR code's money. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> no, that, that squiggle thing works really nicely. <laughs> wow. All right, All right so we got those. Uh, you got a Subaru for sale. Yep. Um... Big stuff's happening. And did you say earlier you're leaving in June? Okay. So you got another month. Yeah. Yeah, because last, last I heard or remember. Well, we're we're moving to Thailand in August, September, but our house is closing. Your house is so closing. So we we're we moving into my parents' basement until... That one's not for sale anymore then. <laughs> yeah, it's not for sale. No, uh, Zach's cousin's buying it. Yep. Austin? Luke. No. Austin is? Which one of your cousins? Austin's sister, mm-hmm. McKenna? McKenna's buying it. Justin Sims. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I don't know. 
scratch his name out. I don't know if I'm going to say his name. Yeah, <laughs> that's one of them. There's a lot of them. Yeah. yeah so, well, Justin, just, thank just you for add another part of the county where Zach knows where someone lives. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for coming on. Uh, love you. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for the water. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and the I would one. like to say it was open also. He told um, you it was half drunk. Yeah. Well, Charlie well, drank some of it. it okay. So there's probably it, some floaties in it there. It came yeah. out of your spigot. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm just wondering if it had like a bunch of Vicine in it or something. That Lawrence County, yeah, that Lawrence County uh, uh, pH water. <laughs> they do a good job. Get a yeah. little lot. Yeah, they do minerals. a great job. Is it? Mm. All right, let's well, wrap. Take us out. Uh, say bye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Adios. Bye.